G'day, Mike. How you going? Hey, how are you, buddy? Oh, well, mate. Living the dream. Are you? Living the dream. Well, that's awesome, mate. I'm, uh, I'm living the dream as well. Home on a Friday night, what more can you want? Yeah, that's right. So we're uh, a little bit different this week. We yes. um, we normally go Saturday night, but we've all got a few prior commitments this Saturday. So we do. We thought we'd go live on Friday night, and um, we'll play this back tomorrow night as well. Uh, yep. Yeah, but uh, we'll get get a few formalities out of the way tonight, mate. So we must um, make a special thanks again to Queensland Rail. Yep. Size does matter, mate. No, you're trucking right. No, you're trucking hot. I know my trucking hot, mate. Do you know your trucking hot? Yeah, it's Hilux Ute, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not real bloody high, so. But, oh, um, yeah, no. When when I am driving the big rigs, bo, mate, which I yeah. do, in case anyone out there doesn't think I do. It does um, happen from time to time. Yeah, it does. It does go there, but because I do mainly mainly the tipper game, mate. Our height's probably not uh, too much of an issue, but anyway. We, Just um, as long as you can get under the auger, you're right. You're that's right. it, mate. But we all know our good mate Yogi over here in, in the <laughs> WA. He yes. must always know he's trucking height with a few. So Yogi won't be with us for a little while tonight, I think, because he's out trucking still. Yeah, he's out there going. Uh, no, he's out there going. And, of course, Saturday night I'll be out trucking. I'll be southbound down 31 in the big western star towing the barrels. That's soon me out there giving me a wave. Yeah. And, which, uh, which sort of wave, mate? Well, it can be with all your fingers, so I prefer, but you know, They're nicer <laughs> ones, aren't they? They're the nicer waves, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, so we're going to hook straight into it today because we've got Lex Forsyth with us. Now, Lex Forsyth is with Janice Electric. He's one of the founding guys there. And they had a little bit of unfortunate incident in Melbourne the other week. So we're going to talk about that. Lex is very interested in getting out the correct information about what happened and why and what they've learned from the experience and have a bit of a talk about the future of battery electric trucks in Australia. And, and I am going to say right up front that I have interviewed Lex a couple of times and we all know that I'm a supporter of this technology. Um, there are a lot of reasons for that and I'm a supporter of the way Janus Electric are doing it because I think it's a better option in the future than building the batteries actually into the trucks like some of the other manufacturers are doing. And it's been a long haul. Um, Cement Australia uh, picked up the, uh, the gauntlet, so to speak, and decided to help develop it. But there are more than those trucks running around, and it's a success story. It's an Australian success story. And uh, while, we, while we've been stuck with the, you know, a few pictures on the... Um, on the news of, of something unfortunate happening, we need to understand there's been lessons learned from it. And Lex has graciously agreed to come on the show live, I might add, uh, and not do a pre-recorded thing live and explain what's going on. So, uh, Lex, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Yeah, thanks very much for having us on, Mike, and um, really appreciate the opportunity to be able to come and talk about it because... Um, the reality of it is we, we, we have a pretty bad culture in this country in Australia where we, we, we seem to we don't seem to celebrate the successes of what we develop for an industry and how we how we move forward and everyone's very quick to point and and, uh, and have a go when someone get when something goes wrong but um, when we get something right um, people don't sort of see that and um, you know we, we, we did have a bit of a setback in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago 
Uh, we did have a battery fire, and um, we've been able to get to the bottom of why why it occurred, and and it was a it was a cell issue right down to the cells. So there's a thousand and fifty battery cells uh, in our packs, and um, and one of those cells failed. Um, but the 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 big thing around it is is the safety in our packs, and the you know the driver was not injured. The driver had nearly uh, eight minutes to get out of the truck um, from when he was first alerted. So he even had time to hop out and pull an extinguisher off and try and fight the fire um, in, in, in the process. So the safety systems and the alerts were there to, to ensure the driver's safety was uh, first at hand. And, and, you know, the information that we've got out of this is helps us develop the product. Um, it, it's given us some new data and uh, new information to be looking for in our battery packs. And, and, and it's, a, it's data we're going to share with the EV industry because it is a developing technology right around the world. And it, it's something that, unfortunately, it has happened. But it's the learnings that we get out of that that makes the product uh, even, even, even better. Mm. And safer eventually. So it's safer. Look, it, it, the reality of it is, is you know, the, the fire brigade said to us, on the on the night of the incident, they said, "Well, we've been to 250 diesel truck fires this year in Victoria, and one EV. Um, how does it look? You know what I mean? So, we we're very quick to sort of you know anything with new technology. If it goes wrong, people are very quick to to point point fingers at it. But the reality of it is, is there's you know in in Victoria the, there was 250 diesel truck fires this year so far that the Victorian Fire Brigade have attended, and they, <clears throat> NHVR have, have reported over 500 truck fires in Victoria, and nationally, the the amount of truck fires that happen um, from various various incidents um, are quite substantial. I mean, I, I used to have Western Stars, and when they first in, introduced uh, the DPF filter and EGR, I had one catch on fire going up to Woomba Range, where yeah. it's the bunk the bunk caught on fire. You know, cab over Kenworth, we always used to have the heat come up through the gear stick. And drivers would stick rags down around there to stop the heat. We've had, I had we had one of them burned to the ground in the FH days on my father's 40th birthday. So, you know, it, it's it's not it's not technology related. It is the industry that we're in. But the the big thing is how we can you know, the information that we've got out of this incident is making our battery packs even safer. And yeah. and that's that's the key learning that we're 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 putting right through the whole the whole technology suite. Mm. So just to get clear right from the start, we had the incident with the 403 a while ago now. These two things weren't related. They were completely different causes. Com completely different causes. The, the 403 was an unfortunate incident that happened, um, Mike. It, it was our first prototype battery, the first yes. one we've ever built. It was, it was, it was what we, we – you know, when we, when we started the business, we started with lead-acid batteries to see if this thing would actually work. We went yeah. from a lead acid lead acid battery to an LFP battery, which is a lithium phosphate battery. And what we found is that the LFP didn't give us the energy density that we needed. And and you know we we were putting the battery in through the front of the truck. Um, yeah. We moved from the LFP to NMC. We changed the configuration and the stacking of the pack and engineered what we found the learnings of of the first pack out of engineered the the issues that we had with the first pack out of it and and have went to a, a side swappable battery you know we we've got trucks out there you know the the, the bw in mount gambia uh, it's done nearly sixty five thousand kilometers now and about nearly 350 battery swaps so it's 
it's unfortunate what's happened, but we had an independent investigator come in from Victoria, a guy by the name of Tim Cousins, who investigates all EV fires and um, and and fire-related incidents uh, throughout Victoria, and he's one of the only one of only two specialists in Australia that came in from an independent side of things to review it. He walked through our factory and he, he had a look at our battery technology. He said, "This is this is state of the art. We've not seen this before." in any other EVs. He said, the amount of data that you guys are collecting and the way that you have constructed the packs is, is industry leading. He said, this is, this, is, this is something that you guys need to be very proud of. He said, I can clearly see that it's a cell failure. And the reality of it is, is you know, there was, a, there was a period of time there where DD-15s had a high pressure fuel line that failed and, and trucks burnt to the ground um, yeah. because, because, of, because of a manufacturing issue. We've been able to go back and look that it, it, it is systemic to a cell issue, um, but the good thing out of it is that we've got extremely good data both in our battery management system and in our, we, we, we call it an ecosystem, but what we're doing is we track every battery down to a cell level. Every 10 seconds we're taking that data into a, into a cloud-based software system. We've been yeah. able to see some trends in that cell prior to the incident that would allow us to be able to isolate that pack from service. And and we've been able to get that data, and 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 the beauty of it is, is now we can we can code that data into the software that sits in the background and ensure that we don't have those issues flowing forward. But the hard part is, is as technology develops, there is there is there is risk involved in everything that we do, not from a just from a not from just the the zero emissions and EV battery space, but from a hydrogen space, from a diesel truck space. There is an element of risk in everything that we do. But the good thing what we've learned out of this is the, the telltale signs of the data that this cell gave us prior to going into, into a thermal runaway event. And we will be able to prevent this and make the packs even safer as we move forward. Mm. Um, you know, everyone talks about how batteries explode and they, they burst into flames and it's uncontrollable. It's just not, it, it is just not true. And this incident proves that um, you know, we were able to pull the batteries out of the truck at once the fire was out. We actually lifted the batteries out in, in their same structure with the forklift that we changed the batteries with. Um, yeah. the, the truck just doesn't burst into flames. The driver was able to... It, 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 the incident happened on, on top of the Westgate Bridge when he got his first battery alarm. He had seven and a half minutes to position the truck into a place where that he, could, he could get out of the vehicle. Um, before there was any presence of flame. And then basically when he got out of the vehicle, he was able to then try and fight the fire. Um, I, I wouldn't suggest that is something that we want drivers to do. We, I, I think with lithium-ion and battery fires on a, on a, on a big-scale pack like that, it's, it's very challenging to be able to control that blaze with a fire extinguisher. But the reality of it is, is the driver was able to exit the vehicle very safely. He positioned it in a location where it was able to be attended by emergency services and didn't impact um, the the traffic or or the community around him. Yeah, well, this is a, one of the safety issues that people have been bringing up. I mean, you know, we've done no prep for questions, so um, you can take this one on notice if you want. But have any of the tunnel operators had anything to say about it? No, the tunnel operators. Uh, we you know we've been working with Transurban. Um, and, and talking about their networks um, and, and, and looking at the risk assessments. If we, 
if and when we do have a battery fire in a, in a tunnel. And, you know, they have fire suppression in there. It's no, they, they look at it in the same ways. It's really no different to a diesel truck fire in, yeah. in a tunnel. Um, a, a vehicle fire is not good in a tunnel, regardless of what the energy source is. Um, yeah. I, I think the, the, the concerning factor is, is everyone, we see one EV fire, but we don't look at how many fires are, there are in uh, uh, combustion engine vehicles as well. And oh, well, a fire in a vehicle electric. is not good. Mm. Well, well it's an electric truck that makes the news. It's as simple yeah. as that. Correct. Well, a trailer, trailer load of margarine in a tunnel can be just as volatile. It's a bit of a challenge, yeah. As, as a diesel fire, so correct. You know, it's um, thing. So, Lex, it's interesting you say about um, and, I, and I didn't quite catch the number, but the amount of cells or different batteries made up in a pack. How, how many actual batteries are in a pack? Yeah, so in our in our battery packs, we have two side modules each. We have a, a, a thousand and fifty cells between the two side modules, so roughly five hundred and twenty-five cells each side on the battery. Right. So those obviously, because of the manufacturing, can can fail. Um, is it does the technology look at at those cells or those individual batteries can be made into a larger item, or is it safer in a smaller environment, like smaller battery? Or so, is it just not possible to make a bigger battery? Well, a battery a battery is always made up of cells. So, it, depending on the capacity that you're trying to get out of the battery, determines the number of cells that are in a battery. So, the 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 individual cell on its own is a, a 3.7 volt 100 and 156 amp hour cell. Right. When we hook them into series, we put them in we put them into three packs. In, in each side module. So in a, uh, when you look at a, when you look at a truck, we have um, uh, six packs of 175 cells in series that turn the the um, the the one cell basically into a 620 kilowatt hour battery battery pack, um, and they're both in series and they're matched and balanced together. Mm. Um, the interesting thing is is that with with our design, we're able to isolate packs on the truck. So that if you do have a cell issue, it isolates, and and this is exactly what it did. It isolated isolated uh, pack B mm. on the truck and still left the other five packs engaged, um, and allowed the driver to safely park the vehicle with all ancillary systems still operating. It didn't. It wasn't just an immediate shutdown of the vehicle. Yeah. Um, so it, when when people look at it, you if you, you it, when you look at a battery, a battery is a series of cells hooked together. Uh, depending on the voltage and and the capacity that you're trying to achieve out of it. Right. So the the packs that you actually load in either side, they, they what we'd probably call a smart a smart battery anyway. So those batteries know themselves what's going on, or is it a system that's operated by the the truck? No, it's a combination of a number of systems. So the batteries on their own have a, a battery management system in them. So each pack has a BMS allocated to it that balances the cells and is in constant communication with the truck or the charge station whenever the battery is put into either of those um, either of those assets. Mm. And so the, the, the BMS system and the truck were regulating the amount of power that can flow to and from the vehicle. Obviously, with regenerative braking, you're putting energy back into the battery pack as well too. Yep. So uh, there is a, a CAN bus system in our batteries that communicate directly with the truck. That, that also, that data is also broadcast uh, every 10 seconds up into the cloud-based software. And if there's an alert, 
we, we had a text message as soon as you had an alert, and within a minute of the alert, um, our support team was already on the phone to the driver, speaking to the driver before before there was any report of fire. So it, we, we are monitoring these batteries in real time, and we're able to understand exactly what's happening in these batteries at any one time. And the same thing happens with the truck. There's an, there's an authentication that happens between the truck and the battery, and the, the, the BMS system in the, in the batteries is const, in constant communication to the vehicle management unit in the truck, um, basically analysing and, and looking at the safety and making sure that the truck can receive power or the truck may be requesting more power from the battery. Uh, the battery looks the battery management system looks at it and says yes it's safe to give you more power or we can take more power back in in the regenerative braking so there is the the constant communication over the CAN bus network between the assets when they're in use right yeah okay. so was this battery was it a, i mean i've seen that the trucks going down on the floats being transported down obviously from the factory down to melbourne Yes. Um, was this a was this a brand new one, or was it been in service for a little while, or what was the story with it? Yeah, the battery the battery there uh, is about eighteen months old. Um, okay. it, it had been used in an initial testing. It was battery five out of our out of our battery fleet. Um, so it, it it had been in it had been in service for just on um, a year and a half. Right. So, and and what's the expected life of one of these batteries? Well, it depends on the usage of the mic. So, you know, the um, our cell provider has said that we will get four, uh, 4,900 cycles, sorry, 4,950 cycles out of the battery. So that is a discharge and charge cycle uh, based on the way that we draw energy from the battery. We're, the way, because we're, we're operating a, a 620 kilowatt hour pack with a, a 540 kilowatt motor, our average draw, draw is around about what they call 0.4C. So when they rate a battery, they rate a battery on its C rating, um, how many cycles it can do, and typically they rate that at 1C. Um, yeah. the, the, the difference between, like a lot of people call on the Tesla uh, battery and say, oh, why is Tesla liquid-cooled? It's because they're running an 85-kilowatt um, kilowatt-hour pack with a 300-kilowatt motor. So... When they are at full uh, at full load, they're drawing nearly six C. Whereas when we are at full load, so it, essentially you know climbing Mount Usley or Toowoomba Range, we're at a maximum draw of 0.8 C when we're at peak power in our mm. motor. But when you're operating down the road, we're, we're sort of running. You know, I was driving the 19 litre um, Thursday this week. Uh, I've got a, a, a Max Superliner that we've um, we've done for Adelaide Brighton for high tech cement. And running down the highway on flat country, you, you're drawing about 130 kilowatts from the the battery pack. So you, you're running at less than sort of around 0.3C. So you're not getting heat generation through the cells. Right. So with the, I mean, that's just to, to reiterate, this is not the only truck that's running around. There's, uh, no, the, there's, largest, there's... there's the largest registered road train in, in the world, like the heaviest red, red, rated truck in the world. That's in South Australia, correct? Correct. So that, that yeah. truck's finished its trials in South Australia. That's a triple road train grossing in at about 100 and, 137 to 138 tonne, depending on how they load the copper cons in the containers. Yep. And then, of um, course, there's the, the B-double running around. Uh, Fennels have got that one running around in that, around Mount Gambier in the, in the bush. Correct. Yep. So that's, that's been about for a while. I wrote about that one. 
Yeah, they, um, they, that, that's been in operation since March. There's a couple yeah. of Mac Tridents in Melbourne as well with Newcold. Cement Australia um, had seven trucks in. Obviously, there's six trucks now in Melbourne, but there's the um, there's the new the new 410 that we did for them, and there's uh, uh, five 403s doing single powder tankers. We've got a uh, truck and quad dog for NJ Ashton. It's a Western Star 4800, so it's the first electric truck and quad dog. That's going into Tomago. There is a um, 19-metre superliner running out of out of Sydney, running down from Woolong- running up from Wollongong with cement. Um, it'll be coming up into Rose Hill and a couple of high-tech uh, concrete plants in in Sydney. Um, we've got a 10 by 6 coming through for Cube that's going up into the Pilbara. It'll be the it'll be the first 200-ton rated electric uh, electric truck. So that'll be the world's heaviest electric truck road-going truck. Um, trucks coming through for J.R. Richards with a B-double running out of Toncurry. That's going to run into Sydney. We've got some trucks coming through for CHL that are truck and quad dogs in Brisbane. Cube, we've got some more trucks on order. Cement Australia, we've got more trucks on order um, that are coming through. So we've got an order book there, nearly uh, close to nearly 200 trucks now, Mike, that are coming through the yeah. factory. So it's not it's not just one truck. There's there's 20 customer trucks out in varying applications. Um, everything from you know truck and quad dogs, single trailer, 19 metre, 25 metre. Um, all running at varied tonnages, triple road train, uh, cube. We've moved the South Australia trucks moved over to uh, Bunbury, and that'll go into operations in the in the new year. Running with a road train into Bunbury Port at, at uh, close to 100 ton, um, with a with a, a two trailer end uh, tipper combination because we're trialling it in some different applications um, yeah. to to see the performance data. Mm. So. You've got a bit on then by the sounds of it. And oh, there's, so, there's a lot going on. <laughs> so, so the uptake in the technology, you know, people are interested. It's obviously if you have mm. 200 trucks to do, that's, you know, you, you've got something to do. But j- just in – I've just got to put this in, in some simple terms. Yep. If, if I bought a 610 to you that mm-hmm. had done 1.5 million Ks yep. and say, and say <clears throat> we, we'd had – had that um, it, its genuine engine do that that amount of case, so it's it's ready for yep. a rebuild. We'll say one point two to be you know, yeah. fair to everybody. If, if it's a Cummins, it's probably a little bit less than that. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, well. you might be bringing it to us at eight hundred thousand case. But anyway, oh, yeah, I was say, not, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to say anything against the good people. Well, at Cummins. I used to run Cummins engines, yeah. but <laughs> no, no, we all know the realities there, and I've seen them do things at twenty thousand case too. So. You know. well, your head, your head, your heads never wear out on a Cummins, and your turbo never, never wears out, but it does fail. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just trying to be fair with some kilometres here, but let's say one point two million. So it's had it's it's had a fair life at that. It's had a life. It's, yep. it's made its money. It's a bit. You're about to spend eighty grand on a rebuild, and so if I bring it if to you're you, lucky. what? If you're lucky, I, I reckon you'll spend more than eighty because yeah. it depends on what you find when you pull it apart. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, let's, yep. let's, without, without, so, without splitting too many airs, yeah. get to the. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna bring it to you, Lex. What 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 components do you remove and what do you put back in? And yep. at a ballpark, what's that going to cost? Typically, one hundred hundred and seventy five grand to do the conversion. You get a complete new um, motor. Uh, air compressor, uh, power steering, uh, power steering pump, air conditioning system, new radiator, uh, new gearbox, 
um, pretty much every, we, what we take out of the truck is all of the OEMs, uh, cooling package, exhaust system, uh, air intake systems, uh, gear, motor and gearbox. Um, what we reinstate is completely all electric, electric, um, electrically driven um, components. So the, the real key difference, and, and you know, people think I'm doing this because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a granny. I, I'm, I'm not a granny. I'm doing this because it makes economic sense for our industry. The environmental benefit is the byproduct of what we do. Um, and the good thing around electric is when those trucks are running down the road, all the ancillary services, so your, 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 your alternator, your, um, your air conditioner, uh, your, your air compressor, your, your power steering pump, everything is running because the diesel engine's running. So, and, and you can't isolate those systems. Whereas, you know, one of the one of the key things Fennel said is said this is brilliant. We just leave the key on and when we're loading logs in the forest, our air's up and we're able to get our load scales to work. We're not running the motor to keep the air to keep the air up to the truck. And even um, you know, so what you're doing is starting to isolate those services so you get extended life out of those different um, components on the vehicle. The other big thing is the operating temperature's gone out of the truck. So, you know, typically our, our motors are running at around 45 to 50 degrees. Mm. The gearboxes are running at around 60, 60 to 65. You know, the beat up, the beat up amount can be running at about 65 degrees. So t- your front- just, to, just to pause there for a second. So when you say gearbox, mm. what, what gearbox is in it? Is it a 18-speed? Is it a what, – what is it? No, we put, a, we put in a 16-speed. If you came to the factory and had a look, you'd look at our gearbox and say, gee, that looks like an Eaton Endurance. Um, one of the interesting things is Eaton don't make gearboxes anymore. They get their gearboxes manufactured under licence. Um, the gearbox that we use has a different stamp, has a different name. We use a fast transmission. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast transmission are out of China. They're the, they're the largest uh, gearbox manufacturer in the world, um, and they manufacture the Eaton Endurance under licence um, in China, and it comes out with an Eaton badge on it. So when you look at our gearbox and you look at an Eaton Endurance side by side, I, if you didn't look at the brand names on the side of them, you'd be very, very um, challenged to see the difference. So just, just to um, get a, a proper perspective on this, do you still change gears or not? Yeah, no, the, the, the truck does it automatically. So the beauty of the electric motor is we can speed match. So there's no clutch and it's an automatic transmission. Um, and we're able to tune the shift pattern to the operation. So we use the same gearbox in a single trailer as we use in a um, in a triple road train. Yep. Um, and what that allows us to do, because we're speed matching, we're able to spin the motor uh, backwards as quickly as we spin it forward, so that you actually, you know, when you when you're driving a manual a manual Eaton, you can change without a clutch. Yep. It's the same. It's the same process of what we can do with the electric motor. And because we can apply torque very quickly or, or very slowly, depending on what the requirements are, you're able to get a very smooth gear change and you don't have that shock loading through your drivetrain. And there's no no lag either, I suppose? No, there's not. And so, yeah, your sorry, torque... Sorry your, to interrupt your torque, that one, but I just... Yeah. yeah. And your torque rates, like, you know, hitting... You know, a, a rim, it was funny the other day, I was doing some trialling with, with one of the singles and I hit the bottom of the hill behind a 909 that had a single on, and I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. And the bikes called me up on the UHF as we went round him and sort of left him for dead. And he's, he's gone, what the hell's in that? I said, oh, it's the electric trucks. And he's went, he said, oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> um, so, 
and you know I was a little bit heavy, but um, because we'd just been trialling a few different things, we were at about 45 and a half ton, and he was at 42 and a half, and we went round him like he was standing still, and we were behind him when we started. So it's it's you know. I come from this industry. I'm very passionate about the transport industry. I, I, I've been born and bred into it since the 70s. And, and you know, I think it's a good thing for our industry because, you know, you limit a whole, a whole service regime out of the vehicles. Um, and the, the big thing around it is costs of operation. You know, it, it, it's cents per kilometres. And, and, you know, the reality of it is, is with diesel fuel, we have no control over what the price of diesel is doing in this country because we import import 90% of it. Mm-hmm. So the, the beauty of it is we do have some control over electricity in this country, and it's about the source of the energy. There is there is a great way for us to actually be able to take control of about 25 to 30% of the cost basket in our transport operations and actually put some returns back into our businesses. Mm. Well, I'd love to come up to the factory and have a look. You're only a couple of hours away from me. Mm. and uh, I'd like to get behind the wheel of one of these things myself because I've been threatening to do it for about two years uh, and have a bit of a go. Yeah. Look, Mike, our factory's open to anyone. We we, we, we implore we, – we want people to call in. I, I, you know, if, if you're in the area, if you're loading out a sanitarium or Mars Foods just down the road from us, um, we're, we're at Apprentice Drive in Berkeley Vale. If you've got inquiry or, you're in, you know, any drivers that are out there that are in the area, We'd love you to walk in, come in and have a look. Come and have a look at the technology. That the factory's open. There's no, there's no smoke and mirrors. We're not like Nicola that wants to run the truck off the hill with, roll the truck down the hill. We we drive up them. Yeah. So we want guys to come and have a look. Come and see what the technology is. Get familiar with it. Get comfortable with it. Look at the safety systems. Um, you know, we we you know we've got a variety of different trucks. You know, Mac Trident's, Volvo's. Western Stars, Kenworth, you know, we've got a 909 Kenworth coming through at the moment, which is, you know, it, it's going to be a bit of a coup to see this 909 coming out that's going to be under a single trailer. But, you know, it's it's that sort of style of um, operator that is starting to embrace this new technology because it is coming whether or not we choose to accept it or not. It, 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 it is coming and it, it is getting rolled out around the world regardless of what, what, we, what we might push back. Like, I, I love an, a good old V8 value liner. Um, you know, there's nothing better than the sound of a V8 value liner, but the reality of cost of operation and, and, and being able to keep that vehicle on the road, you know, it is a challenging thing that we need to be responsible for as an industry that we adopt new technology, we trial it. And, and one of the things we're really grateful for is our customers. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wendy Fennell, pioneering a BW, you know, Cement Australia taking that leap of faith. And Cement Australia are not walking away um, from us as a as a as a as a supplier, they've, they've said, look, we we're going to replace the truck in Victoria, and we want to do another four pretty quickly in the first first quarter of 2024. That's good. Oh, it's it's an excellent thing. Uh, Lex, on the uh, on the E9 at full noise story, you know, we've had I've had a chip at you before about that, mate. Um, there's there's the change in the law now that says you've got to have these uh, sound effects. Uh, on things doing under 20 kilometres now. I've got an E9 sound effect I can get you if you like, mate. You can, if you can't add the truck, you can at least add the sound. <laughs> That's exactly right. So there's, there's definitely <laughs> plenty of noisemakers we can put on them if we need to. Uh, machine guns and train horns are probably working for work, work right as well. <laughs> oh, look, mate, it's, it's been a great pleasure to have you on the show. We do appreciate you coming on and going through it. Mate, I'd like to uh, probably write a feature about it and. Uh, 
explain some of the details you were talking about the cost comparisons. That that'd be interesting to the readers, I think. I'd, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably like to ask one more quick one. I just want okay. to if we bought you a 610 and rip, ripped it out, we've, we've worked out the cost, but in 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 weight-wise, um, what, what's the difference? Yeah, look, if you if you bring a 610 in, like obviously we, we've weighed our, our 610 that we had at the truck show was about 12.5 tonne tear. Yeah. Um, and, and that's roughly about what it is with, with, that, with that prime mover. Um, you know, depending on how you spec it, you're looking at about a two-ton penalty over and above, two to two-and-a-half-ton penalty over and above your tear weight of a diesel, existing diesel prime mover, based on day cab or um, or, or a sleeper cab yep. uh, combination. Um, but all of the road authorities now are looking at opening up the routes to be able to give you uh, dispensation for zero emissions vehicles. You know, Euro 6, they're going to have to go to seven-ton on the steer axle. Um, because because of the that that's coming, um, you know. But in in our application, they're looking at sort of they have a lot of the states are talking about an eight and eighteen ton policy, so eight ton on the steer and, and and eighteen ton on the drive. I've never been a big fan for sort of putting more than about seven to seven and a half on the steer, yeah. um, and then but if you could go to eighteen and a half on the drive, and I suppose it's it's looking at. What's already existing in the in the industry? If you look at um, heavy haulage operators under permit, they can run to eighteen and a half on the drive, and you and you run typically run to um, steer axle rating mass on the steer. So you know most um, Kenworths are sort of seven point one, seven point two ton steer axles in the front of them. Some of the European trucks are going up to that eight and nine ton um, steer axle modules, but it's. It's the the road authority. So we, you know, New South Wales have got have a great policy that they've introduced. Uh, Victoria, South Australia, have been very progressive with their policies. Queensland's lagging a little bit. Um, WA is sort of very very open to it, and WA is probably more relaxed around um, axle masses. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, the reality of it is, zero emissions vehicles and even Euro six vehicles are going to get dispensation on their axle masses and. It'll be something that you need to do, and and, and one of the things I, you know, we, people say, oh, why have these policies happened? I've, I've been lobbying for two years with each of these individual states to say, hey guys, if we're going to make this work for the industry, you can't be worse off on a payload factor. You've got to do a dispensation. So if you're serious about zero emissions, you need to compensate the operator with with higher gross vehicle masses. So that they don't, they're not at a disadvantage to a diesel vehicle. Otherwise, the adoption just won't be there. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can see that that needs to happen. I can see a, another can of worms with it, but I don't, I don't think we need to discuss that one tonight. But yeah, yeah. very, very keen, Lex, to get you back on early in the new year. Um, there's a, there's a lot of this that intrigues me, and we'll probably be going down past your factory here in um, the next three or four weeks, so I'd love to call in and have a look. Yep. We'd, we'd love that. And, and you know, our factory's open to everyone. We, you don't need a special tour. If, you, if you're keen to drop in, contact us. We've got more than welcome to open factory tours for anyone to come through. Drivers, everyone. We, we, we want, uh, you know, we're, we're very transparent in what we do. We're very, very open. And it's not about hiding anything from anyone. It's about opening the factory up. And, and this technology is coming and we can choose to embrace it or we can we can be negative towards it, but it's easy to embrace and, and work together to grow something. That, and, you know, the reality of it is we've got orders now in New Zealand, the US and Europe 
um, in the business because of because of what we've developed. This could be a, a great success story for Australia and, and you know create jobs in manufacturing, create uh, a, an ability for us to decouple ourselves from imported fuel. I've just got another question. I know we're trying to wrap up. We're trying to get Rob Enerfield on. Uh, but um, just quickly, mate, uh, Kenworth gave you a, a couple of gliders. Is that still a thing that's going to happen or are we, we done with the gliders? Uh, look, I think the gliders are going to be very challenging, to be honest with you, Mike. There's a whole heap of different um, steps through that. And, yeah. you know, Kenworth, uh, I think Kenworth Australia would love to do something with us, but they have a, yeah. a US parent company and I think... Um, from conversations, the US parent company have made it a little bit uh, adamant that they they they've they've sort of backed a hydrogen horse, and yeah. um, they want to they want to focus on that. Um, yeah, I, I think the real focus is taking that truck that's at five years of age, has done you know somewhere between eight hundred thousand to a million kilometres, and doing the conversion of that truck and and moving that way through is is probably the better solution for the operator, because typically yeah. you bind your truck up after five years of operation um, and then you, you're giving it a rebirth and you should get another 10 to 15 years out of it. The, the interesting thing is, you know, Dana, the, the, these motors, is um, close to now, close to nearly 50,000 of these motors in circulation around the world. Uh, they haven't had a warrantable failure yet and wow. they've just clocked up in excess of 2.9 billion kilometres. Wow. So, you know, it, it, you know the, the interesting thing around electric motors is they, they just don't fail. You know, most electric motors will run for sort of 15 to 20 years before you see a failure. Um, yeah. and, and, and so when you start to look at that and you look at cost of ownership and, and cents per kilometre for operating, you know, that's what it's got to be about. It, it, the zero emissions thing and the, and the environmental thing, that's great, but that needs to be the beneficial byproduct of what we're doing, not not the sole driver of what we're doing. If the economics don't stack up, it's never going to survive. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Right, mate. Well, thanks for that. We do appreciate it. We're going to slip off to a song I expect and we'll get Rod on. Yeah. Well, and we'll, we'll have you back in the new year if we can, mate. Yeah, thanks, Lex. I'd Sounds actually probably, great, guys. I'd probably like to dedicate a whole show to this. I've got a lot, lot of questions here. No, no, well, we could. But, yeah. but, I mean, Lex has probably got somewhere to be. Yeah. And, uh, We've, yeah. We've, yeah. Oh, we could have gone for more. Righto. Oh. Thanks, Lex. Thanks very much for having us on, guys. Have a great night. Thank you.
Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Mike, you still here? We're back. We're back. We're back. That was a bit of uh, Gloria. Laura Brannigan. That was a pick from Blondie. Wow. She texted me today and said, you've got to play this tonight. So there you go, yeah. Blondie, if you're upstairs listening. We did. Just, just, show, just shows, mate, I can do what I'm told sometimes. Can you really? I'm mm. surprised. Yeah, so we've just had a great chat there with Lex and I'd yeah, be pretty glad to get him back on again and talk some more about Lecky, Lecky Trucks, eh? Well, it was a great conversation to be able to have and I'm afraid well, I'm a little bit disappointed we had to cut it short because mm. we were, there's a lot, a lot of area there that we could explore mm. and uh, I think that there is a place. The best part about what Lex is doing, you know, it's all designed, built in Australia. Mm. Um the whole, the whole thing. I think that I'm not sure where the battery packs, the the battery cells themselves are made. Mm. But um, you know, I've seen uh, seen some of the trucks and seen some of the stuff up close. Yeah. And uh, and it's all it's bloody intriguing. I had a really good look at it at the Brisbane Truck Show. And uh, our, our mate Tony Fulton's had a drive of one. He reckons it's the most spectacular truck he's ever driven. Mm. But so, it's, it, yeah. it's what what's going on at the moment is R and D. Um, yeah, it's research and development. People will knock it. People will love it. You know, there'll be all sorts of things going on. And but you know, some people say it's all crazy talk. Thing is, though, the Wright brothers at one point people said they were idiots. Yeah, they did. And look at us now. We'll all jump on an aeroplane tomorrow. Yeah, to get well, somewhere quicker. So. You know, it's it's just how it works. But anyway, enough about electric vehicles. We've had a song. We've come back, and um, we've we're joined by Rod Hanafy. G'day, Rod. How are you today? Good, thank you, gentlemen. And yourselves? Oh, couldn't be better. We always say that. Yes, we're being spectacular. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, we'll get spectacular as the night goes on. Don't worry. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, Mate, I don't know. Do you know your truck and height, do you, Rod? Uh, I do, thank you, mate. Yes, yes, it's 4.3. Okay. And that's why, um, yes, and the aerials actually on the front of the cab over are just fractionally higher, and right. I've designed it deliberately that way so that if I drive into a shed, I can look up, check the aerial, and if the aerial doesn't hit, I know my trailer's safe. Yeah, awesome. I, so you don't have any 4.6 trailers then in the fleet? We did have. Uh, somebody took it somewhere where it wasn't quite 4.6 high and did some modifications to the roof right, so uh, on both the place and the trailer. So we got rid of that 4.6 trailer. And, of course, back in those days, not only were you restricted to where you could go, but there was actually a weight penalty mm. in having a 4.6-metre trailer as well. No, that's, that's true, yep. You yes, yes, it was a 20% reduction. Yep, you could only load wow. 80% of the weight. Yes, that's very true and correct. Yeah. But it's mm. cubic trailers. Yes. Yeah. So, mm. yep. So those early early days of 4.6s, because we actually tow a couple, you couldn't yeah. couldn't load them to the full weight. It's amazing how the rules change over time, isn't it? Yeah. And, of course, if you look through the H3NL RIS, there is a request in there or a question in there as to whether we should allow everybody to have 4.6. And yeah. we've seen that some people with 4.6 now don't know where they're going and what they're doing. So I really don't think going carte blanche with 4.6 is a good idea myself because oh, we know there are still some low bridges out there. I think it's something we need to be very careful of. They, yes. uh, I've noticed a few... A few comments in the media about that we've we've had 
less bridge strikes recently. Um, that's all good and well, but um, as we work now, we're still under a, a, a gazette system where if you're towing 4.6 trailers, you you have to be aware of where you're going and there needs to be a little more diligence about what you're doing. But if, um, if it's just the norm... I'd say we're going to have some reduced um, heights in torque. Yes, that might increase instead of reduce, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I, can, sort of. I can see why the push would be on for extra volume in some circumstances, but I don't think the road infrastructure is built yet to handle that. And I'll tell you what, I think it's a long time before it will be. Well, yes, those that have that have missed. They know what they're doing. Yeah, those that have them definitely know what they're doing. Yeah, that's right. But uh, anyway, that's a that's a different thing, and that's not what we're not what you've come on tonight to talk about, Rod. No, well, mate, this time tonight. of year. <laughs> well, at this time of year, of course, um, I've been doing this for a few years, and uh, what I generally do, sort of around Christmas, is start ringing everybody in my list of phone people just to say good day, wish them a merry Christmas, and see how you're going. And a couple of years ago, in doing that, two of the people I spoke to had been through pretty traumatic events. One had nearly been to the point of committing suicide. The yeah. other had been, you know, seriously affected by family matters and that during the year, and had suffered pretty badly. And whilst I didn't solve their problem, um, simply somebody ringing up and saying, how are you going and how are you feeling? They very much appreciated it. Uh, they said it had sort of helped them know that at least someone was thinking of them. And, you know, what our job's like, it can be very lonely. You spend most of that time on your own. You can certainly feel isolated from the world. And whilst you may pass a lot of trucks in a night, you might not know one of those drivers. Uh, so my idea was a, a ring and make campaign and we've suggested that the NRFA support it uh, with the intent that you ring those that you haven't spoken to for a few months, say day, wish them all the best and look, if they tell, tell you they've had a problem, you might be able to offer a, a word or a bit of advice. Uh, if not, for those that you know get very isolated and look, there will be blokes out there, not only now, of course, but over Christmas and New Year that have nothing but the truck they live in. Because we know how hard the life is on families. Uh, some blokes have been through two and three. And if you're out there all alone, sitting on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, and we've all done it at times, you know, whether it's your birthday or you missed one of your kids' birthdays or you feel you've let somebody down because you're simply not there, it puts an enormous load on you. And we already get enough of that from everybody else. So I think it's time that we sort of thought about one another and, made that little bit of an effort. It's not going to cost you much in time and money, and you could save somebody from feeling certainly left out of the world. Yeah. Well, there has been some quite successful campaigns over the over time. Um, I'm just looking at one here at the moment that I've, I've followed and, and that for a couple of years, Adopt a Truckie, and around Christmas time they always start posting about, you know, if, if you've got a spare seat at your Christmas table and you're living close by a major truck truck stop area um, yep. that maybe you invite someone home for Christmas lunch. Um, so that, that that's a campaign that's been successful. But, you know, I think, Rod, some of us on the road, like when you're travelling all the time, you, you can uh, express yourself to your mates 
you know, quite frequently whilst, you know, in your normal routine. But when it comes to these holiday seasons and and you know that the people that you might normally talk to um, uh, on holidays or at home with the families, then you're less likely to make that phone call because you don't want to bother them. Yes. So... I think what a lot of people need to understand is is in a lot of a lot of circumstances, if that person is sitting at home, they're probably actually quite happy to take your call because there's a little comfort in that for them as well. Yeah, yeah. And then there are blokes, you know, without families have nowhere to go. We know that some of the truck stops go out of their way at Christmas and some of them even provide a free Christmas feed or something like that to regulars. Um, that's good of them to do that. We know how hard it is to get good food on the road now, and that, that's you know another critical issue. Even some of those truck stops, like the one at uh, West Wyland, I've never seen it closed in all my life on the road, and they're struggling to get staff and closing at night now. And what does that mean when you're looking for a feed or something in the middle of the night? Eh? It makes it very hard on on Christmas Day, and oh, I know I've actually um I've actually delivered milk to that truck stop that you're talking about on Christmas Day. Yeah. Because yeah. they were that busy um, that they ran out. So, yeah. But that there. Yeah. So to, to have a place like that to be and, and, and sit around and talk talk to some fellow truckies or even the staff that are there that day having to work as well, they're all in the same environment, um, yeah. taken away from their families or whatever on Christmas Day. It would be great if we could all just shut down for the day, but in, um, we all know in, in the transport industry that that, that doesn't happen and there's people caught, you know, on, on that day many, many miles from home. So, yeah, but in, in the days leading up to this, you know, I think it's, it is a good time for everyone to reach out to each other and, and just let, let people know that you're there, there for them. R- ring yeah. me if you need me, you know. Yeah, and then there are times when you'll see somebody or you'll recognise somebody that needs it. There are times when you won't recognise it until it's too late. Uh, and that simple effort of making that call, and look, out of the ones I've rang so far, I've had quite a few say, really appreciate the fact that you've made the effort just to ring me, even if it's just to say good day, and, and that might be enough. Um, you don't necessarily know that you're going to save somebody's life and you don't know what they've been through if you haven't spoken to them for a while. But that effort, it's not going to cost you a lot. It's not going to do you any harm and you could do some real good. And I think if we all did it, uh, you know, and you get a few calls from a few mates, that's even better than just one from someone you haven't heard from in months. Yeah, that's right. Well, I heard from Rob today. He rang me up and said, there you go. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Craig, you and I spoke last week, so... You did yes, actually, of course. and it was um, <laughs> it was a, a different phone call because Rod actually rang me, and you know, obviously we do talk a, a bit. We're, we're invo- both involved quite heavily in the National Road Freighters Association. Rod's the president, or I'm the I'm the treasurer. Um, so we 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 get together monthly at at the worst, but we talk, you know, quite frequently. But you know, the phone call from Rod the other day was simply. You know, I'm going through my list to ring you, to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, blah, blah, blah. And it had, had nothing to do with, with anything else, and I, I don't think we even talked about whatever else we do in this world, Rod. It was just about, you know, um, g'day, mate, how you going? And, and 
you know, we, we've spent some time together where you've spent hours and hours in a car together in Parliament House, in certain places, motels, conferences, you know, we're always just talking about what we're doing on that particular day where the other day was just, g'day, mate, how you going? Yeah. 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 Fine. So, 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 I was going to say, when Rod, when Rod brings me up, it's usually to tell me to pull me head in. <laughs> well, he's probably always got just cause. <laughs> I never use those words at all. Uh, no, I, I did no, say no, thank no, you no. for something else, actually. I was going to say, because that would be the no, most you, polite you, way I've ever heard it said, Rod. <laughs> pull, pull your head in. <laughs> I think no, there's, there's some true. simple I'm ones. A... I think they're F F S. No, I'm I'm, yes. I'm, I'm I'm having a joke. He's never ever said that to me at all. <laughs> but the other the other thing I'm going to do, and I did one interview this afternoon, um, and that was about sharing the road with trucks. Yeah. And I'm asking for a little bit of empathy for truckies, and I'm saying to people, yeah, I don't want to spoil any kids' um, ideas about Santa coming down the uh, the chimney. But um, if it wasn't for us. You're not going to have any grog at your Christmas party. You're not going to have any Christmas pudding. You're not going to have any presents. You're not going to have any clothes to wear. And you're not going to have any fuel for your family to, to, to travel and see you. And, you know, people, if they just have a little bit of empathy for us, we know it's a bit of a problem getting parking in the surveys and that at the moment. If someone's going into one and they, they you know, instead of filling up a truck bay with one car, at least put a couple in there and think of us. And recognise that those blokes, you know, are still going to be on the road across Australia delivering everything to everybody. Then I think it's a message that we, as an industry, need to put out there a bit more as well. Mm. And, and everyone's got to realise that Santa's coming under the all the NHVR guidelines and whatever too. So, you know, <laughs> if you bug it, then be, be, be <laughs> considerate because you don't want Santa grounded somewhere. Well, yeah, you know, he's coming in overweight, and uh, he what? <laughs> Yeah, we always used to we always used to leave out uh, for Santa when I was a kid. We used to leave out uh, a couple of slices of, of, of Christmas cake, mm. uh, at least one stubby, and and uh, milk and and water and everything for the reindeer. I think that's changed a bit now, isn't it? Because you can't leave out milk anymore, or beer. Which one? I think, you know, I think everyone, if everyone left out a year for Santa, he'd probably go on a 405. Mm. Yeah, but he, sure. was he actually in control, though? Because isn't Rudolph the one in, in control? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Who filled, out, like who filled out the work diary? I don't know. Because it is a freight right. delivering exercise, isn't it? It's a it commercial is, thing. You'll have to find a copy. Somewhere there is a thing where it says that Santa got pulled up and he was overweight, over hours. They yeah. wanted to know how he'd done, you know, four million kilometres in half an hour and yeah. uh, all those things. And, of course, they were going to cart him off to jail and that was the end of Christmas. So we don't want and to see that know, at all. Did he ever get an exemption? Or um, Sorry? Did he ever get an exemption? No, I don't think he did. Oh, no, he didn't. I was no. going to say, if, if, <laughs> if, if, if he did... Yeah. The best thing we could all do now is just dress up as Santa. <laughs> I, I, I do have one mate drove around in, in, a, in a Santa Claus costume during Christmas. So, yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. guys doing that sort of thing and putting the tints and everything all over the fronts of the trucks. That, and just to clarify, that uh, that little skit you're talking about was done by none other than Graham Harson. Yeah, he, oh, okay. He wrote that and did that. Yeah, mm. yeah I like. And I did talk to him a week ago as well and wish him exactly the same. 
So what 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 rang me up to talk to about that today mm. was to a say he wouldn't mind coming on the show tonight, which is great of course. And the uh, the beautiful Pearl Craft wheel that uh Pat Caulfield made for it. Put in the uh, truck so, ride industry vehicle. Apparently it looks all right, Rod. You happy with it? Mate, yes, everybody loves it. Um, I've had a lot of people comment, and uh, I very much appreciate the support, mate. It certainly lifted the interior a little bit. Um, I did look at some of the other trucks that the Castlemaine truck showed where they'd done work for people. There was some really yeah. nice gear on display, but yeah. uh, it was good to get there to visit for the day, even if I couldn't stay. And the organisers are talking about doing something a bit different next year, so that might be good. But, um, no, thank you very much for the help, and, and Pearlcraft did a terrific job, mate. Yeah. Well, it's entirely our pleasure, and, and as I said, we, we couldn't do it without without Pat. I've had one of Pat's wheels in, in my truck. I love yep. them on beautiful, beautiful. Think of beauty they are. I really do. Get the Pearl Craft smile, mate, so that's good. Thanks. Mm. Yes. So, gentlemen, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. I hope people take that on board and, and bring a mate and, and do the right thing, and I'd certainly like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a trucking good New Year. No so, worries. Well, thanks for that. Just, yeah. So, well, we've got more for you before you go, though. If, you, if, you, if you've got a couple of minutes more. Yeah, mate. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah uh, all good. Craig? Yeah, yeah right. Eh? Yeah, no. You were just about to ask a question. That's all. I, I oh, it's, no, I was about to say there. to Rod. So Rod's, Rod's actually about to go to a Christmas party. Right. Or he's at one. Are you at one, Rod, or are you going? I'm at you, one. You're at one. So <laughs> this this is a dedication that, that Rod Hannafin has put into this industry to come out and talk on a Friday night while he's at a Christmas party. But you want to talk about some dedication. Rod, after the Christmas party, what are you doing tonight? Going to work. Going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, going to work. I, I should manage to get 24 hours at home. Um, enough to go and pick up my blue belt that I've been trying to get for 12 months and um, back to work on Sunday evening. Right. Yep. No, there are. I'll, yep. I'll take my hat off to you, Rod. You put you put in some hours and the, and the hours that you're not driving, you, you dedicate to improving the industry. So, you know, w- well done. And um, I'm going to give a little plug here as well for the National Road Freighters Association, which you're the president of. We're having a, a conference in uh, Shepparton on the 10th of February next year. So I yep. encourage anyone who has an interest in, in creating change for our transport industry to attend. You can book your tickets online if you go to nrfa.com.au. There's a, a, a spot there where you can um, click on to go and buy your tickets to attend our conference. We do have some people there that are crucial in the um, closing the loopholes legislation. So, yeah, but, but thanks again, Rod, for coming on tonight. No, I very much appreciate the chance, gentlemen. Right. That was it. That was all I was going to do. I wanted to do a bit of plate for the conference. So how, 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 how blue is your signal, Rod? <laughs> well, it's going to be really blue when you uh, you and I get together and write it down or oh, get it um, recorded. It's one of those things, isn't it, mate? Every time you and I go to get to go and do it, you're we're getting dragged away in fifteen thousand different directions. It's unbelievable. So, how many characters yeah. we do we need for this? Well, look, there's probably only. Well, I'll tell you what. If we don't do any good in the next month, I'm gonna I'm gonna record one and send it to you as a recorded thing, and you can tell oh, me that dear. that's no good, or otherwise we'll have to do it again. 
we've got to we've got to work it out. We've got to make we've got to make some time. That's what we're going to do. Hopefully, yes, and then, then there's the nights of the road as well. See, well there is. There yes, is. oh mate. You got too much time on your hands, you have, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think so. That's not exactly the case, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, Rod, like us, mate, you'll have a snooze after lunch. Yeah. Well, Rod, you go and enjoy your Christmas party before you yeah. have to head off tonight. Yep. And um, thanks for coming on tonight. And you know, anyone out there who's on the road over the next few weeks, particularly over that that crucial week between Christmas and New Year. You know, ring your mates, talk to them. If if I'm sitting at home and someone that I know is on the road that rings me, I will take some time to talk to you. So yeah, well, don't don't be afraid because the person that you think may not want to talk to you at the moment probably will. Yeah, well, my phone number's out there. If um, wants to talk to me, it's on the Truck of Life webpage. It's on the On The Road podcast page. It's in the front cover there of the uh, inside the front cover in the Truck of Life magazine. My number's there. Give me a call any time. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Rob. Right. Thanks, Rob. All the best, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Merry uh, Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas. You too. We'll, we'll be right Bye, back, mate. everybody.
Righto, Michael, we're back. We're back. We've made a little bit of a change to the audio and you've shushed me. What were you shushing me for? Oh, because you don't shut up sometimes, you know. I mean, I love you, but... (laughs) There's a simple thing, and and we do when we say, um, like, shut up. Yep. And that means don't talk anymore. You don't, and, and I and I just don't do it, do no, I? No, because I, I say shut up, and you go like, when? <laughs> <laughs> already gone, buddy. Uh, already gone. Oh so, dear, oh anyway, dear. So it's been some interesting chats here tonight. We've had links <laughs> on. Um, yep. I tell you what, mate. This this electric truck stuff does interest me. I would love nothing more than to latch on to a couple of our trailers. Yep. Uh, pulling eighty-five ton somewhere in electric just truck. To, just, just, just to see what happens. I just want to know. That's that's all it is, and yeah. I, I do believe that you know we are looking at technology here that is going to take over. Not everywhere, yeah. not everywhere. Yeah. And just so people can be clear, there's at this point in time, um, there's still a fair good crack for diesel for a long, long time. Um, oh. But building new trucks, I. I the, the face of that is interesting, um, as in electric vehicles. So, yeah. you know, we love building our new trucks with a fair bit of bling and, and what they are, and and some of that's, you know, those big six- or seven-inch chuffers. Yeah. So what what happens to them in electric truck? Is that where you yeah. mount your speakers? Well, they're gone. To comply with the, um, you know... That under 20 kilometres an hour, they've got to make some noise, and I, I understand that because you, you can't miss a truck when it's taken off from a set of lights. Yeah, well, that's it. Mm, well, I mean, so yeah. it's all interesting, um, but anyway, it's something that that um, that Lex can talk about some more. Uh, that that's technology, I think, on a on a broader scale. With that, that that technology is is bringing itself into vehicles. You know whether they're four-wheel drives, cars, or whatever. But how interesting, you know. I know that now we've got trailers that have that regenerative power, so yep. they, they can actually power their axles in trailers. Yeah. To help the prime mover. So, how does that in the future play into caravans and and four-wheel drives? And you know, if if those uh, axles in a caravan have got drive power. They've also got braking power as well. That's so, right. So there's there's some technology there that could bring a fair bit of safety into us and efficiencies. And I don't know I don't know how it all works out in the end with um, you know the, the changeover points for refueling. Like you look now, you pull up at a servo and there's no spot to refuel for for ten minutes. But you know they've got battery packs sitting there waiting. I understand it's all controversial and how do we how do we manage that? But it's something that needs looking at, and it could happen. Well, I, I mean, I've written about the Lexus technology a couple of times now. I've written story. I wrote a story about the the Fennel log truck when it was first went into service, and I've had a I've had a look at uh, the technology. Uh, well, I haven't looked at it for a couple of months, but I yeah, I had a good look at it. Uh, look at the six ten that they had at the truck show in, in Brisbane. And of course, the uh, when I when Lex first started, I think episode forty-one of the podcast on the road podcast had a long chat with Lex about the thing, and 
the simple fact is that the idea behind this came about because Lex said to his mate, and I can't think of his partner's name right now, I'm sorry, but, you know, why can't we just swap the batteries out like you do with an 18-volt drill? Yeah. And and uh, his mate said, you probably can, but it would rely on everything being all the same size, all the chassis rails and all that sort of thing. Mm. This is with the loading the battery through the front idea that they had with the 403. Yeah. And, uh, of course, everything is the same size because we put all this OEM equipment um, in the same truck. So remember there were a time when you could buy a Kenworth with a cat with a Detroit or a Cummins in it. Yeah. You specified your engine, whatever you preferred, you know, whatever your flavour was. Yeah. Um, but the engines had to fit into the same size chassis rails. And, of course, that, that remains the case today. So there's a lot of standardisation in the, in the chassis and the way the trucks are set up. And for that reason, this swap-out battery technology seems to fit. Now, you've, got a, you've, you've seen the Tesla trucks and the aerodynamics and, and the whole thing that works with that. And they build those batteries into the trucks. So they're an integral part of the truck. They can't be just swapped out in five minutes. Yeah. But they can get them out, but they take a bit more than five minutes. Yeah, it's not a so, simple, it's a recharge, not a, not a changeover. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, when you drive into the change station, you basically hook the battery up and lift it out of the cradle and put it in the recharge or grab another one and put it in the truck. And it's over, uh, it's over fairly quickly. Now, you know, Lex is talking about doing this robotically. So you, mm. you drive into the bay in the service centre and you drive into the box and the robot senses where the battery set battery box is. It reaches out and grabs the battery, disengages it, lifts it away and puts it in the charger and, and gets you another one and puts it in. And it should take no longer than a couple of minutes. Mm. Now, I don't know about you, mate, but how long does it take you to put 900 litres in? Oh, so, well. 15, 15 you, minutes? Well, it all depends because if you've got to wait for the Bowser. Mm. Uh, I don't know. You, if in any, in any situation, you'd have to allow yourself half an hour for a refuel? You do. So, I mean, I, I actually timed it today when I fueled the Western Star up. And I put in 800 litres, and it took 25 minutes by the time I was done. Yeah, right. Um, uh, having said that, though, I was only using one pump. So, you know, at our yard, we've only got one pump on the on the on the fuel tank that we've got. Mm. But, you know, the the reality of it is, is that if you get two pumps in the survey, you can put it a little bit quicker for sure. But as you say, there's always the queue, the queue up, and not that there won't be queue ups at battery changeover points eventually either. But, you know, the other part about it is we look at the Tesla truck with the battery built in or the Tesla cars with the battery built in or any of the other electric vehicles with the battery built in. Mm. The piece of technology that actually ages the quickest is the battery. Yeah. Right? The piece of technology that ultimately brings the thing to the end of its surface life is the battery. The piece of technology that ultimately reduces in performance is the battery. Mm. And this is where Lex's thing excites me so much because the you know, they're making your problem. the battery's not your problem, yeah. right? So you go ahead, and, you go ahead, and you get the battery, and you put it in the truck, and you take it to the. And it's like a swap and go gas bottle. 
Yeah. You know, now, now you might get a you might get a dog of a battery occasionally, but I'm sure that if you said, "Well, this battery pack didn't do what it was supposed to do," <laughs> you, get, you know, well, you, and you, you change heard, it out at the next station. That's right, but you also know you heard, let's say, these things are monitored in real time, so they're going to know that the thing's not working and doing what it's supposed to do. And they can pull it out of service. They can pull it out of service. The other thing is too that when these batteries reach the end of their cycle life, um, they can go to be used as storage batteries. They don't, like there's, they've got a life after the truck. But there could be in these packs, like you say, 500 and something cells in one pack. So, yep. you know, you, you find a, a pack that's not not in service anymore. Mm. That, yeah, you're right. That, that whole thing could go somewhere else and and be serviceable for another industry somewhere. Yeah, well, the other part of bad too is that how many billion kilometres do you say that those Dana motors are done without a warrantable? Isn't that, that's, <laughs> well, billion, so. It was a billion. It, we're talking, we're it talking, was a B, wasn't it? It wasn't a million, it was billion, wasn't yeah, it? So that's, Did I hear incorrectly? We're yeah. talking government stuff now, eh? Well, you know, the, the thing to me, what are you, you sit back and you think about the things that have had I'm sitting back and I'm listening to this and I've thought about this a lot because as I said I've written about it a couple of times. But you think sit back in the sit in the drive you're driving along now, listening to what we're saying. Have a think for a moment about all the things that can fail that are bolted onto the motor or part of the truck that are gonna be replaced by the electric part that can actually bring you to a standstill on the side of the road. Turbos, radiators, radiator hoses, fuel pumps, oil pumps, water pumps, buddy yeah. steering boxes, um, fuel lines. You know, all of these things can fail and bring you to a standstill on the side of the road, and it's not a cheap standstill either. Well, some of these things can be a, a well, I, I would have said years ago a $10 sensor. Yeah. Now be They're a not. $300 sensor. Yeah. Yep. But it can be something so so silly. It's not even mm. a breakdown. It's just a sensor that shuts your truck down. That's right. Or car or carrier. Yeah. It's, there's, you know, there's all this stuff these days. But anyway, I, th I think there's, you know, technology there that we need to, well, I won't say need to embrace. We're going to have to embrace. It's coming. Mm. Look at it now. There's, you know, electric vehicles everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's one of these things that warrants further discussion. And the question that I wanted to ask, which I did ask, was what are the tunnel operators saying? Um, and they're saying that you know, they've got fire suppression systems and all that sort of thing in there, which begs the question, if that's the case, why can't we run Class 8 DGs through a tunnel? Because they catch on fire and explode. Class 8 DGs don't burn. Don't they? No. What do they do? Class eight are corrosives. Oh. So, so your things like your uh, your hydrochloric acid, your your um, your um, yeah, sodium bisulfites, and all those sort of things. Well, I think if you split that open in a tunnel, Mike, you might have a few issues, eh? Well, you know, you might have a few issues, but while I said that there 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 are the fire suppression water systems in there and things like that, I mean, obviously you don't want to run it in the drain, I suppose. Mm. But uh, oh. I've always sort of I've had the convers I've had I've sort of tried to have this conversation 
Uh, people just sort of roll their eyes and look at you like you're stupid. Mm. But if you're running, if you've just look, but hear me out. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to listen. Can I get to the point? Yeah. Um, if you're running your your class eight DG down through Bexley, which you do now in Sydney, down to from Botany back out onto the uh, M5, because you can't go through any tunnels, you got to jump off at Stony Creek Road and go down through Bexley, come back around, go back around the back of the airport, around Marsh Street, around the back of the airport, down Wentworth Drive or down Foreshore Drive if you're going down to one of the places uh, in the port or the Botany Industrial Park or something like that, which is Wentworth Drive. Um, Not Wentworth Drive, Denison Street, I think, sorry. And I I know where I'm going, but I don't know the names. How's that? Um, It's up. You're old. Yeah. (laughs) That's oh, a is that what it is? Uh, but anyway, anyone, have a look on the maps, you'll know what I'm talking about. The, the fact is that you, you've got to drive through a residential suburban area, which is narrow road, which is one and two lanes, which if there's a disaster uh, and you have an accident or someone runs in and runs into the side of your barrel or something like that, you split the thing open... Um, the traffic is going to be blocked both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not easy to get access to any of these things. Mm. Um, the emergency service are going to struggle. At least if you are on the motorway and you were going through the tunnel, even in the worst-case scenario, the traffic on the far side of the incident is going to clear and the emergency services have access to the incident at least from one side, unfettered access, and this is the this is the big difference, and that is my argument. Now, I, I don't deny the last thing you want happen in a tunnel is a load of HCL laying on its side, mm. right? That is the last thing you want. But these barrels are constructed so that they they are tested and they don't leak. And I've seen the results of the uh, uh, stainless barrels with with uh, caustic in them that have rolled right over while they're loaded, or nitric acid, or whatever roll right over and they don't split, they don't leak, they don't do anything. The biggest problem with them is is decanting them because they're so well dis- well constructed. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, that that sort of a fear is unfounded. That that loss of containment fear is, is unfounded. And I honestly think that while you've got those trucks running through those tunnels in that controlled environment, the things under observation, those tunnels have got cameras going through them all the time, there are services and uh, and things like that that are available all the time. There are escape options for people that get caught up in the in the incidents. People can get away. The biggest risk, of course, is fumes. Um, but there are extraction pans and things like that 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 that, that take care of that. That would be my argument. Um, I don't know that uh, the argument's much different from electronic vehicle, uh, electronic vehicle fire. I mean, there are fumes and all that sort of thing that come off those. Mm. So one has to question sometimes we we do these things, we continue to do them uh, because we've always done them, and sometimes I wonder about that. And, of course, then you discover just how uninformed people are. I saw on uh, Facebook the other day someone's taken photos of the back of a tanker with combustible liquid placards on it going into the tunnel. Mm. Um, without understanding 
that's carting diesel, which is a uh, it's a combustible liquid, but it's not regarded as a dangerous good. That's right. God, yeah. God knows why. I don't. I can't answer that. The lack of Isn't logic it, is amazing to me. It, what What amazes me there, Michael, is you just said that you're amazed that people make comments on things that they don't know anything about. Yeah. Wow. That's like social media 101, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll just, sorry. I'll just say something here, but I don't know anything about it. Um, yep. Yeah, but anyway, it's funny stuff. So anyway, we might go to a song and we'll come you back. You want to go to a song? You want well, to go I'll go to a song, song and I'll, I'll encourage you to find something funny to talk about uh, okay. after this one. So, well... Well, You've got, I'm not allowed to be serious. It's not allowed to be truck and stuff. It can be anything. Is that we, right? We've, we've done some truck and stuff, which is a no, bit, no. If, if people are listening here on a Saturday night, I won't apologise, but it's because it's Friday. We're going to blend it here. But we're at half That's past, right. We're going to blend it. So from this point on. So we're at half past eight. Yep. Yeah. So we, we've, had an, we've had an hour and a half of truck and now we're going to have an hour and a half of. Yeah, but we've had had some interesting stuff here though, and and probably some serious stuff from right about, you know, talking to your friends over Christmas, and this can extend so much further than just uh, truck drivers of where, where you yeah. are. I think yep. it becomes something very serious for all of us in any industry that, you know, we need to look after our mates, and we all get so busy these days that. You know, we don't talk to the people that we used to or, you know, you drive along thinking, oh, I'll ring him tomorrow, and then you don't. Yeah. And we all have friends out there that need that need you, and you also need people to be calling you as well. Like, I, I'd, you know, I struggle sometimes now um, in, a, in an office environment where I used to talk to a lot of my friends daily and for hours because I was driving a truck. Now I don't because I'm I'm in an environment where I, I don't get to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to now try to make time to talk to these friends that we used to, you know, talk daily. So it's it's hard to, to make time to do that. So yep. so reach out. Like, it's, you know, it's important <coughs> for all of us to, to talk and if, if your friends have got problems, just listen to them. You don't need to be a problem solver. You just need to listen, and and that's a very important part. So, anyway, we're going to go to a song, and let's go. But, um, we'll be back. Thanks, Mike.
Hey, Michael. We're back. Oh, we're back. And now we've got to be fun. Now we've got to be funny. Well, we can be, you know. But well, can I take the piss out of you for the next hour and a half or not? <laughs> Look, you can have a crack, mate, if you want to. <laughs> so but, we've been through looking at some stuff and trying to find out what's funny, but mm. it seems at the moment there's no funny news. Bugger all, we can find out. Uh, how Cellulite helped the Sheila get six figures on OnlyFans. And there's a picture of a There's a picture of her here. I'll tell you what, she's got six figures. I don't know about making six figures, but I'd, anyway. I'd like to know how to make six figures off OnlyFans. How do I do that? I don't know. What do I, I really don't do? know. Do I need to shave my chest? Uh, maybe. Maybe uh, you do, mate. Maybe maybe there could be someone with a bit of a you could have a bit of a foot fetish thing sort of going on. You could do the, is the there a, There's bound to be. Is there some YouTube tutorials? I don't know. I really don't know. I honestly don't understand why. Why would you pay for OnlyFans if you can just go to Google and find whatever and, you want? And find whatever you, you want. You don't have to name the sites, but you No, I won't. I won't I won't name the sites. It, it's 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 only eight thirty. Mm. But you know, I don't understand why you would do it. Mm. You know, uh, I, know. I do know I do know what the number one uh search um thing is on, on that particular site too, you know. I I was informed I was informed only earlier today we were having a bit of a conversation about what people search for on the internet. Is it Mitsubishi and, Tritons? No, it's not Mitsubishi Tritons. <laughs> right. It's it's high heels. That's really? the number one. That's the number one. Um, the search number one search parameter. Yeah. So look at uh, some uh, stuff here, like how cellulite helped me bring in six figures. Yeah. Yeah. But then after that, you know, we've got two strawberry with ashes. You know, pigs mm. in suburbs. Barber. Yep. But I'll tell yeah. you, there's one here, 170 kilometre hour winds around Archerfield tonight. Right, eh? That's pretty serious if you're parked up there in a truck stop. It's uh, it's serious if you're at Archerfield at the airport, mate, and you've got your little plane sitting there. It's pretty serious if you're on a plane trying to land there. Yeah, well, because um, some of those little planes sort of lift off at like about 82 knots, which is... Um, about 100 kilometres an hour or something. I don't know, what would it be? 82 knots, nautical miles per hour. Oh, um, is that, I'd say that's fairly fast, isn't it? For... Maybe it'd, be, it'd be about 130 kilometres an hour. Mm-hmm. That'll lift you off. Yeah. So 170 is going to do, I'd have some pilotless planes flying around Archerfield. 
They yeah. sort of flying like kites, you know, a bit of a string on them. So it seemed like the cyclone up north was maybe a little bit of a fizzer compared to what the mainstream media were reporting. Uh, well, according to old mate Bob McMillan, it was a bit of a storm in a teacup. Yeah, well, he did the say that the other night, though, didn't he? He said that there's no birds aren't. The wildlife's bird, still about, so... The birds haven't left. He reckons he gets worried when the birds leave. Mm. When the birds leave, it's time to start thinking about going. So is he talking about the tourists or the actual wildlife? No, the wildlife he's talking right. about. Yeah, so... Yeah. But anyway, I, I, you'd have to laugh at some of the, the mainstream media, you know, and they're talking about this great big weather event that's coming in and floods and, and whatever and the winds and the, the destruction. And it seems yep. like the biggest destruction up in um, Cairns was from looters yep. s- smashing windows in the shops. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Why yeah. am I not amazed? Mm. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, mm. so I won't say that's funny. So we were supposed to move on to funny stuff, weren't we? Well, there is funny stuff. There is. I, I mean, it... it there's a little bit of funny stuff. If you go down a little bit further, you can, you can have a little bit of a laugh, uh, finding out how to choose an end-of-year champagne. Madonna has apparently angered her fans at a concert. I'm angry with Madonna too. Mm. Angry with the fact she hasn't bloody retired yet. <laughs> I mean, look at us. Talk about mutton dressed as lamb. Oh, hey, mutton can taste all right, you know, if it's cooked correctly. Can it? Yeah. Can it? And of course, there's two. There's a couple of Jimmy Barnes stories. He said they just went. And we were talking about that the other night. He's gone and had a uh, emergency heart surgery. Well, I got to say that concerns me because Jimmy's been, you know, one of the biggest things in my music listening life. Um, yeah, I, I would have thought it would have been. Well, Cold Chisel and Swanee and all those sort of things. That's it's all sort of in the yeah. same basket, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, Cold Chisel was one of the the things for me growing up. Was and in my early days listening to it was, you know, probably <coughs> particularly me and a mate of mine were probably looked at being a bit different because you know we we're probably only eleven or twelve. But, yeah. But anyway, so we got. Um, Nick, Nick Dolan wants to call in tonight. Does he? Yeah. What did you say to him? You're going to be funny. We don't want serious crap here. So he's. We don't want. What did he say? He said he's got a couple of jokes. Does he? So oh, Nick, then he, he, anything could happen. He's a bloody fridge van operator. Oh no! Anything could happen. And goes to North Queensland too, but. We'll try, we'll try and bring him in. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so you might hear the, the ringtone here, but it's not, yeah. We, the, the punters can't hear it, so. Right but anyway, yeah, so we'll try this funny stuff. But, well, there's not a hell of there's a hell of a lot not funny going on. Well, there is some funny right. stuff too, but I think we've got a clear line here. So, Nick, how are you tonight? I'm all right, Craig. Michael, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Nick, mate. How are you? Sorry I couldn't catch up with you in Melbourne, buddy. Yeah, so, Nick. Oh, that's all right, mate. This is what it is. You do know, Nick, that we only say Michael when he's in trouble. That's right. Yes. Well, that's like me. I'm only in trouble when I, I get called Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah. yeah. I'm only uh, in trouble when I talk. Generally. 
Yeah. Uh, I knew I was in trouble when my mum used all my names, like, you know, and and, she, and and there was a certain tone of voice as well. You knew you were about to die. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. Well, I got in, I got in trouble the other day, and I thought about thought about changing jobs. So I was looking looking for a job with Microsoft, right? Because I've because I've heard they're they're looking for more drivers. <laughs> right. Eh? <laughs> oh dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. And did that's you see dead, the other day? There was a couple of couple of trucks, couple of cheese trucks had a, had an accident down there on the queue. Right. Yeah, there was debris everywhere. Oh Jesus! God. Hang up on him, will you? For God's sake! Well, he's reckon, I think he's got more. Is oh, it, is, he? is it better? Is it better, Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> I, could have, I could have more. I'd have to work on it though. Oh, dear. Oh. Well, coming, into, coming into Christmas, there was um, a truck full of Christmas trees were, were stolen and the police were right. looking into it. But uh, they announced in the in the media statement that, um, that they're stumped. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just can't. You can't? Sorry, mate. No, I can't. No, I'll give up. No, no, I've got, I've got it. I'm thinking, okay, right. <laughs> Excellent. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. I'm a bit, I'm, no, I'm a bit out of me. That's a bit of all me. Jokes, no, really. no, 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 I, I, I think it's nice, mate. You've gone out there on the wire without a safety net. You do stuff it, I'll have a crack. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I get it. And I, and I thank you for your effort. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a bloke there's a bloke. Have you seen him on YouTube that does nine minutes of one-liners? Have you seen that guy? Oh. No, I haven't. No, I'll have to check it oh, out. Oh, mate, there's some good uh, stuff there. You see these blokes? They're doing this ones where they tell jokes which you can't laugh. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. 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 Oh. They're actually quite funny. Some of some you probably can't repeat on air. No, no, you can't. Um, they but, are uh, good. So where are you tonight, Nick? I'm just up the road from your place. Um, Cardwell. Um, Cardwell. No, that's, I was up there talking to um, talking to our mate up there the other day. You should have. Where are you now? Like you near Ballin or somewhere, eh? Or? Um. I'm at uh, just at a parking bay at, uh, is it Nuri Bar? Nuri Bar? Mm-hmm. Just... Nuri Bar, it's not really a parking bay, it's just a pullover bay. Yeah, there's just a, yeah, making it one. Jeez, mate, you should have called in. Or could have got Blondie to go pick you up. Yeah, should have. Could have sat in the studio. Wow, that'd be flash. Oh, mate. Yep, <laughs> would have been. Would it be? In the, in the yeah. luxury down there at Evans Head. But you've gone too far now. I have. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> maybe next time. We'll have to check it out. I'll have to give you a bit of a heads up. Yeah. So you talk about these funny jokes, eh? So I'm looking up some stuff here. It's got, my wife asked if she could have a little peace and quiet while she cooked dinner. Right. So I took the battery out of the smoke alarm. <laughs> I reckon, you know, 
if you made a mistake, if you made a smoke alarm, it said you'd sort of yell out it stop on cooking and it would actually stop. Yeah, I reckon there'd be money in that. Right, eh? We'll, we'll develop that. No, I reckon that I actually do think that there would be money in that. Because, mm. you know, we get the smoke alarm go off at our place and Rose turns the fans on and opens it off. But uh, I've set it off with the toaster. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty easy to do with the toaster. Right, so I've just got to yeah, clarify this. So you, Mike yeah. Williams, yeah. were cooking toast. Oh, well, not recently. I was going to say, it'd be a long time since you cooked toast. I imagine Ray's always cooked the toast in your house. No, no. You haven't yeah, turned all the way up to 11, do you, Mike? Bloody oath. Bloody oath. I like my toast one shade of brown before black. Mm. And Rose likes, her toast, Rose, Rose likes her toast one shade of brown after white. Well, sadly, so, I just don't eat toast anymore because I'm not eating well, bread, which is... Well, neither, neither am I. But do you know, remember that when you used to go camping and you'd get a stick and mm. put it, like you'd jam it through a bit of bread and yes. hold it over the campfire? Yes, I do remember that. And then you'd the only way to butter it, because you forgot mm. to take all the cutlery, yeah. was to swipe the bread... The, the toasted bread, which was like very white in areas but very black in others, mm. you actually swiped it through the top of the margarine. Top. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, you'd never lived there, Michael. No, I've never done that. Yeah. I mean, that's forgetful. Yeah. So, and then to put a bit of Vegemite on it, you'd get another stick mm. to, to smudge a bit of Vegemite on the toast. I've done it with a spoon. Well, we've all done that. Well, we've done it with a spoon. I've done it with the other end of a fork, yeah. uh, but I've never done it by swiping the toast with the on the things like that. I've never been that forgetful. Mm. Well, well uh, it's, it's probably a sign that you're much more highly educated than us. Then no, it was that's not it, mate. It was always a sign that Mum packed the stuff for going camping. With. Mm. So and and yeah. she was organised. Yeah. Talk about these silly yeah, jokes. Prior just, just That's right. Read one here. It says, I might wake up early and go for a jog. Mm. I may also win the lottery. Odds are about the same. <laughs> well, this is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. Some of this stuff's hilarious, really. Like Studies have shown that people who have more birthdays live longer than those who do not have as many. Did you yeah, know that? It, oh, well, it's, it's self-evident. Yeah? I, I'm concerned. I, I am concerned now that you're Googling jokes. I'm really concerned about yeah. that. Well, it's probably like news.com, but I looked at news.com and there's nothing really in that either. Well, you know, I, I'm just sort of looking at it and really there is bugger all here. We've got no – we've got the model – well, they've got some insane things, but there's always insane things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some horrible things, and there's always horrible things. They're calling Lisa Wilkinson a journalist. I find that wildly amusing. <laughs> um, yeah. There's been an, an AFL star has been charged. Melbourne Demon star has been charged. charged with face. Well, he's been charged by the police, I expect. Yeah. Maybe he's had credit card charges. I don't know. His, his, I don't know. 
been charged by police as a tumultuous off-season continues. Mm. There you go. Well, yeah. So, Nick, we, we had a couple of texts off, off air here. Yep. And um, you said you wanted to call in and you said you had a couple of jokes. Mm. Yep. So when are you going to tell them? Yeah, when are you going to tell the jokes, mate? Oh, well, I did, my brother. They're, the they're the ones without notice anyway, so I can try I'll work, I'll work on it. I'll work on a, on a few more and uh, I'll, I'll definitely get back to you. So you're going no, to Brizzy uh, tonight, mate? Yes, mate, into uh, Brizzy Vegas and um, have a bit of a break and then I'll shoot out again on Monday. You're heading north right or back south again? Do, a, do another lap. I'll usually go up north and then um, leave them up there and then, then go to... Usually Melbourne, nine times out of ten. Yeah. From from North yeah. Queensland. Do you, yeah. do you ever go home? Um, occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> for a few for a few hours and then, then turn around and have another go. Mm. But oh, um yeah. we're all um for just in my Personal life, yeah, we're, you know, I'm really kicking some goals. You know, I'm working hard and, you know, sometimes things are a little bit tough like you were referring to with Rod. Um, And you do feel a bit alone and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I'm always looking down a bit further down the road over the the end of the bonnet at at what lies down there instead of... um, when I do feel a bit uh, a bit down, but um, yeah, right. So you do yeah, you looking have... forward to, to the future, yeah. yeah. After uh, after working a bit harder, yeah. do you do you have a good network of people that you can talk to? Yeah, I've got Mike. I ring him up. Yeah. I, I, I said a good network. <laughs> no, I have, no, I know you've been serious. Yeah, I've got um, got a good couple of mates, and my my beautiful wife and. Um, and my brother, he lives in Melbourne, so I often, um, if I'm down there for a, for a few hours, I'll, I'll hang out with him. So yeah, yeah, no, that's a good thing. Um, I, I find um, sometimes you, depending where your home base is and what you have, um, you can struggle with time zones. Like you know, obviously we have a business partner here with Yogi, and we. You know, we live at the moment three hours apart. So, for us to have a chat in the morning, you know, I've got to wait till basically ten or eleven o'clock to talk to Yogi, and and then when it comes his time in the afternoon where he has time to talk, um, it's it's ten o'clock at night for me, and that's that's snore time. So, yeah, it can be a struggle, particularly in, in areas where you run. Like east west or something like that, but even when when you're driving interstate and and you've got a good mate who just drives local, you're probably not available at the same time that he is. So, you know, it is a struggle. And they say just talk to your friends and and do that. But finding that that ideal time to talk can be a struggle at times. Yeah, well, I found that. Yeah. Well, oh, I found that. I'll just. I found that because my brother drives for a, a company in Tasmania, and he does a similar job. But he 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 works shift work, 
and they often, you know, when I was doing the the uh, DGs and running around all over the over the place to the different uh, mines and and uh, water treatment plants and things like that, you know, we would often talk to each other, you know, in the morning. Uh, we would talk to each other, but since I've been doing this this uh, resin run up and down between Melbourne and, and Sydney, actually making the times match up for when I can actually talk and when he's actually at work. And we used to talk to each other virtually daily, mm. but we, we don't catch up quite so much anymore. Um, and it's a bit of a challenge. And it's the same with our guys that you, you, you see running up and down the road, you know. Uh, try, it's hard to to sort of catch up and you don't want to ring so you know you don't want to ring guys up because you, you might be worried you're going to wake them up or you know you don't want to disturb people for no reason sometimes it's a little bit hard and, you know i'm like everyone else I've, I've sat there and uh sometimes one of my worst thoughts happen when i'm driving some of my best thoughts happen when i'm driving too but you know, you, sometimes you can tend to overthink things, particularly if you're stewing on something bad that's happened at work or at home or, or whatever. I've had whole arguments with myself and just took them to someone when I've actually seen them. I've already had the argument, you know, yeah. in my head, and you, you fire at them and they've got no idea what you're talking about. None. Yeah. Uh, and, and you get all that completely you know, going. Have you ever done that? Oh, not for Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Being guilty of doing that. Mm, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, mental health's a big thing. Mm. But it is oh, yeah, um, but... spending spending a lot of time on your own and depending on on the what what individuals need to recharge. So we all have different things. Um, some people's recharge is to be in a group of friends and, and have a big chat and go out and have a few beers and be in a social environment. And that's actually a recharge, where other mm. people is their recharge is to uh, sit in a pool holding a hose, drinking a few stubbies, and not talking to anybody. Um, mm. And and so that's a difference difference in people's recharge. So, what, one of the things to identify for yourself is what what is your recharge? Do you need to go out and talk to your friends, or do you need to sit quietly? And um, not be annoyed by anybody. Mm. One thing, one thing um, that this job allows me to do, as you know, I have an obsession with photography. So never would have, never would have guessed. Hadn't noticed at all. Nick. Hadn't noticed no. at all. No. Maybe you should send a picture in one Maybe. day so we can have a look. I'll have to Snapchat. Yeah, a, a bit more. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, like. So, and I find that, like, and I said, to, I think it was to you, Craig, I spent um, on the side of the road there, I was parked up, like, for an hour, just in awe of, you know, the, the sunset that I was yep. I was um, seeing. And just being in that environment, just by myself, there's no one around, it's real nice and quiet and just a beautiful scene. And, um, you know, that's something... That I just yeah really enjoy and um, so yeah it's and you know without this job you wouldn't experience that on a regular basis. So. But but for some like what, what you do out there apart from it being a job where you you spend a lot of hours and and um, 
work, work very hard at what you do, there's probably a part of it, if, if your personality suits this, that that lonesomeness can actually be a recharge. Yeah, exactly. Where, where sometimes if you're a very social person and and your body needs um, interaction with other people to recharge, you won't cope well in in an interstate trucking environment. Um, and it goes the same for travellers. In caravans, we, like I said, we, we travelled with our kids, four kids in a caravan, off we went. So there's people that did it and they realised that um, a couple of weeks into their journey, it really wasn't for them. But they still had like 10 weeks in front of them. So how are they going to cope? Whereas it was easy for us in a way because our our recharge was just to be very quiet and spend time with our kids. We didn't have to be in a social environment. We didn't have to go to the pub. We didn't have to, you know, get out in that, that social environment. So it was easy. Um, yeah. So for you, Nick, it's obviously you're happy to sit on the side of the road for an hour and take photos. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll just run around the truck and take some with the truck in the in the, in the photos and, and others, you know, with some... Some other photos, you know, if there's a tree and sort of isolate that or, or you know, some just photos of the road or, yeah, so. Mm. Or even, yeah, change things up and do a long exposure or, or something else, yeah. Yeah, so you sent me one the other day of a long exposure of a night night view somewhere, stars. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was up at, um, trying to think of a parking bay. You come out of, you head south out of uh, Coonabarabra and uh, you wind, wind down and then you go back up at um, quite a steep pool up a, an overtaken lane and then there's a parking bay pretty much at the top of that um, start of that where it sort of plateaus. That'd be south, is that at the south bend is of going to say, is that the spire you're talking about? Yeah. Um, no, it's further south. From Spyview, mm. it's the next oh. next next one next one down. There's a oh. parking bay on either side of the road. Is it, it's slightly bigger on the on the southbound side. Yeah, right. Very yeah, close you, out there. Because you're so elevated, um, and certain times of year, and it all relies on uh, you know weather conditions. But um, yeah, it was a clear night. It was toward the end of um, end of uh, the Milky Way season and um, so the Milky Way was pretty much oh, like the perspective um, from the photo was um, pretty much at say a truck height from the road so it's just right in your face and it's you don't get that um, in many many spots. Yeah. So Nick the photos you take there with that expo extended exposure I remember when I was a kid, to, to take an extended exposure shot, you had to have the little thing that you'd actually screwed into the top of the shutter button and yeah. and you actually had to hold the button hold down, it down. On, this, on this little like remote yeah. thing so your camera wouldn't move and you could take 
photos of the stars like that one you did the other night, but it was all quite a manual thing that you had to sit yeah. there. And, and some of them had a, a screw that you could actually click the button down, put the screw in, and that would hold the, the shutter open. Yeah, or a, or a stick or a rubber band will do the job. Yep, yeah. So obviously we're different now because these digital cameras, you can just say, I want the shutter open for, you know, 89 seconds. Yeah, with well, most cameras, they, they go in sort of, oh, well, you know, five, sec, five second increments mm. up to 30 seconds. And then after that, you put it in a different, um, slightly different mode. And then you just do it on, um, you know, like a stopwatch or, mm. yeah, trial and error. So you just stop in the middle of the highway and do this stuff, eh? Yeah, sometimes. Obviously not on the Pacific or the Hume or something. Maybe you should do it on the Pacific and leave the shutter open and watch the trucks go by. Yeah, well, I did a bit of that last night, actually. Yeah? Yeah, because I've had a bit of trouble with the truck and then that got sorted and now I've got another slight issue. Um, So, yeah, I came back by... Oh, it's Sydney. So, um, yeah, when I pulled up for a break last night and had dinner, we did a bit of that. So you get some light trails of the trucks going uh, through through the image. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was good. Look forward to seeing a few of those. I, I yeah, well, got... it's, um... Sorry, Mike. I was just going to say, you should be able to just go on if he opens his email up. You can see the link to your folder, which is on our Dropbox and... There's a, a few in there. There is quite a few in there, yeah. Mm. So you, you tried to send me a few today, Nick, and they were uh, getting blocked out. Actually, Yogi's coming. So Mike, Mike will go quiet here for a minute while we um, try to get Yogi. Okay, Yogi, you are live. Wow, welcome to another afternoon where too much trucking is barely enough. Okay, we've got, we've got Mike on the line and we've also got Nick. Okay, g'day, how are you? So I thought I'd try and ring in now, see what happens, and if we get Pelstra as well, I can do another tweet about it and get paid out. And then we'll just wait to get home. Yeah, that's why not. You know, I am only about 15k from home. Oh, yeah. so, which means nothing to all you lot, but we could drop out twice. Yep. Yeah. Well, it is late at night for us here, Yogi, but it's only like, what, five o'clock in the afternoon for you? Yeah, 6.04. What a truck that was. 6.04. So you've had a big day. Had a rather large Friday, which is kind of rather funny because I've done really not a lot this week. It's been very lean this week, and then all of a sudden, I must speak to my boss, I reckon, because, you know, at the end of the day, who, who, who gets three pickups on a Friday and a multi-drop, multi-run load in and out of Perth? Sounds well, yeah, like something an owner-driver might do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've really, really, really got to have hard work for my boss. Mm. I, yeah. I know your boss, and I know he can be pretty hard sometimes. Hey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But he's a fair bloke. Probably give the shirt off his back. Yeah, I know. I know. And he's fairly making me work tomorrow, too. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Wow. See, Nick, if you're self-employed, mate, it's even worse. 
Well, he's still there, Nico. You dropped off. No, I'm here, mate. Yep, sorry. Oh, we're just. Yeah. No, it is now. I understand. Um, a couple of me mates are self-employed, and um, yeah, I'm, and I've looked at it myself, and that's why. I'm, well, I've made the decision not not to go down that road, but um, I'm happy to work for someone else. Mm. Take the money and run, they say. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very different type of trip when you work in the public. You know, and don't you know, I need that two days of work, which is sweet. Mm. <laughs> so so you, you, two you, days off for maintenance. So you did nothing all week, <laughs> and now, now you had to work hard on a Friday. Nothing is a very blase work. You know, I, I, yes, I did something, and you know, mind you, I did a lot on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, so, Friday, Saturday. So you had Thursday at home to catch up on a whole lot of other work. Yeah, a whole lot of other work. Well, I put work and uh, clean the trailer out and clean the two boxes and grease mm. the trailer and, uh, yeah, clean the wood box out, which is full of mud and was annoying me because I couldn't get the skills out. Did you? So, yeah, whole, whole range of stuff. Yeah. Did you pull all the chains out and count the links to make sure that they're all still there? No, that seems to be a you problem, not a me problem. Right. That's a real sign of anal, isn't it? You know, put it, um, chains back in the buckets. Yeah, you know, so that, one's, where got, they need that to be. one's got 197 links in it. Yep. Mm. So we had this discussion one day, Yogi, when I said I, I have my chains colour-coded. Yeah. See, this is where it's and you said, why would you do that? Yeah. Because I know the short ones, I know the medium ones, I know the long ones. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Makes sense? Oh, not, no. No, Yogi. No. <laughs> Yogi's got a completely con- different... Did you uh, have them, so you have them in a colour-coded uh, tub or something? No, I paint. I always paint. Oh, you paint the actual chain. I paint the end yeah. of the chain, so I'd have right. um, so, uh, and it was quite clear. Like red reds, they were short, like they were one point five meter chains. Um, orange <laughs> painted, that they were two meter chains, and and the the um, I had green ones, and they were six meter chains. So they're the ones you tried not to touch because you don't want six meter chains. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you have the red as the six meter chain? No. Well, they're, they're the bad ones. No, no, it's just a different red system. Stop. Different system, Yogi. Just you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the way uh, I did it, you know. So that's how it was. So, no, no, we always had red chains yet. Even if you had the orange ones, it was like, why am I doing this? That's you're obviously getting into the pus. So, wow. Well, yeah, well, and, you know, that is where straight. I know, I've got these good chains that I use and these big chains that I pull in the other box when I've got to go right tomorrow. I'll get a little bit serious tomorrow and we'll have big chains out tomorrow. I've got a nice serious machine on tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. Serious? And a million-dollar header. Yeah, a million-dollar header. Is it a green one or a yellow one? Ah, uh, well, it's a mixture of both. Honeybee front, green header. 
no, there is other brands of machines you eat these days. I do, I do know that there is a lot of focus on that particular green over in the East Coast, but there is another lighter green and there is a little bit of yellow and it will be a classy act tomorrow. Mm. All right. A classy. Ooh. Well. Yeah, so big Lexan, Lexan tomorrow, Lexan class, Lexan header. And uh, Amanda, if you, if you are listening, I know you've been sending me messages, and I think if you are listening, we are working tomorrow. Mm. So is that a class header with a class front, or is it a honeybee front or something like that? Yeah, class, class and class, all classy around here, but so yeah. Mm. The front, the front's done, we just got to do the body, we do the other mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, all classy. So yeah, 40, the front going in is just... So, so, yeah, they like the wetter, the wetter in current, like the wetter sort of country. Uh, yeah, it'd be a nice heavy crop. So, it's still, um, is it tapering off the the harvest over there? Or are we all done? Or are you just bringing them back? What are you doing? Yes, no, in between. You there, Yogi? I think he got Telstra. I think he's been Telstra. He's gone. He said there was the potential. Sixteen k's from sixteen k's from the town, uh, anything could happen, mm. and it often does. Mm. Right. Right. There you go. There you go. Are you guys working through Christmas? Are you going to be on air, or what are you guys? Oh, up well, we're going to So in uh, the Saturday night before. Oh, Yagi's going to come back in again, so we'll bring him back in. But we're going to be on, um, trying to merge this and it won't merge. Anyway, you you back there, Mike? You still there, Mike? There we go, we'll merge this back in. Very very loud there, Yogi. Oh, no, I haven't changed the thing, Craig. Be that that big nine hundred with the low, low line, would it? Uh, the north north want a priority coming into town. Yeah, are you still with us, Mike? Or? Yeah, no, I'm sitting here. I'm just sort of um, getting used to the idea that Yogi's in and out with the Telstra and mm. and all oh. that sort of thing. So, how far from they, home are you, Yogi? Uh, at the moment, I would be about. 3.8, 3. 3.9 kilometres. I was going to say 3.8 minutes, but... Yeah, it could be, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'll ring you back. Right, you ring us back when you get home and you're sitting in your shed drinking your first rum can. He's gone. Are you there, Are you there Yogi? No, he's gone. No, he's gone. So, anyway, so Nick, we will be operating... On the Wednesday night next week, um, and then on the Saturday night, me and Blondie are heading to Brisbane. So one of our sons is up there, and he works in a retail environment where he's probably working Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. So we've found a spot in Brisbane to stay, and I'll be taking the portable studio to Brisbane for the couple of days. Ah, very good. So yeah, that's what we're doing, and um, yeah, I'll be um looking at my schedule. I'm looking like I'll I'll be actually home on Christmas 
day and mm. Boxing Day, I should be anyway. Mm. Mm. Well, so should I be. Very different. I was on the road, on the road last year. I, I sent Mike a bit of a a Snapchat before of a bit of a thing that I did of when I was on the road on Christmas Day last year. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It's it's one of those things, you know. I, I can't say I've worked Christmas morning, but I certainly in the tip of game many years ago we were running trucks back out to farmers to load grain on Christmas Day, which we yeah they were um, chastised a bit over that for um, r- running headers on Christmas Day. Yeah, right. Yeah. So well, you can't leave it in the paddock, really, can you? Well, well, I don't know. Depends. It's already been how long it's been there. I'm, yeah, I'm, the I know is, very little about that part, sort of yeah. thing. I think at the time it was more about the fact that if you start a bushfire or something, you know, everyone's just sitting at home trying to relax. And anyway, true. Uh, yeah. So that's yeah. But I, 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 I wish nothing more that people just could shut down Christmas Eve and not do anything till New Year's Day, but. Oh, be one. We live in a twenty-four-seven world, but yeah, that's not always possible. So yeah, with what we do with transporting food stuff, so yeah, yeah, like like you were talking about before, you know, your your rod was your food and fuel and and garbage is that that doesn't stop when everyone's on holiday, so mm, that's right. and your fuel, of course. Uh, yeah. But anyway, thanks for calling in, Nick. Well, um, we might go to a song. We have a few more things to talk about, Michael. Are you still there, Michael? I'm here, mate. I'm just sitting here quietly listening to the uh, yeah, it's unusual the show. And I'm sit there quietly. That's... Well, you know, I, I've 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 had a whiskey and I'm sort of um, at home and I'm just enjoying the piece. Uh, it's unusual. Mm. It's not usually on the road. We'd... For you to be quiet or at home? Well, it's it's unusual that I'm home and on the show at the same time mm. lately. Lately. And, and uh, you know, I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm looking looking at things uh, on the internet. I've been looking at mixed pictures. Mm. And, uh, They're pretty yeah. good. I'll give you that, mate. You take some good photos. He does take some nice pictures. Mm. Thank you, mate. I do. I do try, and there's, you know, quite a few other guys out there that are doing the same or similar sort of stuff. Mm. So yeah. I, 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 I actually, actually disagree with that. Um, I, I think that some of the stuff that you do is is far and away uh, different to what uh, a lot of the guys do. And your night shots are absolutely spectacular. And and the uh, the movement shots that you do, uh, I do particularly like those. We've used a couple of those in the next magazine, so people will be able to see what I'm talking about. But um, you know, it, there there are some things like anyone anyone can take a picture of a truck. You know, you can. You know, there's only a certain amount of angles you can take a picture of a truck. Is that Yogi sleeping away, is it? No, we've got a, a random call. Do you want to take it in? Why not? Why not? Let's see but how we go. Let's just, just, just sit there for a sec. We'll take, we'll take something different here. 
stopped. Yeah, it's this... stopped, actually. You're still there, Nick? All right. Yeah. Yeah, tried you... to take that, but it didn't work. You're there, Nick? Yeah, mate. Yep, yep. Mm. So I was going to say that the uh, the uh, movement shots and things like that, we've, we've used a few in the next magazine, so everyone can see a bit what we're talking about. But I think you, you do that very well. Uh, there are, and there aren't a lot of guys that can get that, you know, the, the, that the elements in the in the shots to make it to make it look like it's moving. You do that, and and the way that you can play with the, you play with the light and then at night time. Mm. I mean, I, I've I've looked at thousands of truck pictures now. I've looked at thousands of truck pictures. Anyone can take a picture of a truck. There's only a certain amount of angles you can take a picture from, and you know, as long as you've got a decent camera, you'll you know you'll end up with a decent shot, which you which you do definitely do. But your night stuff, mate, that I've not seen anyone else do anything even remotely close. Mm. So take yeah, heart from I, us. I, I do, and I yeah appreciate um, your feedback because yeah, I, it's um, it's nice to hear positive feedback, mm. and I'm always yeah. up for criticism too. You know, mm. so I'm always open for, for well, critical points of view in yeah. whichever way it, it comes. Yeah. Well, Nick, thanks for calling in or whatever. No worries. But, thanks for um, having me. We might Drive safely, in. mate. But, uh, we might go to a song. I'm actually curious about this last caller, so we might try to get him back in. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, I've, got, I've got three more to do before uh, before Christmas, Nick, so we might catch up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's too easy, mate. Not a drama. Right, eh? Right, eh? Take care of yourself, brother. Drive safely. We'll see you in the bout. Right, eh? Will do. We'll see you go, guys. Go to a song here. Mike, a bit of uh, Adam Brand. Why not? Oh, I like this song from old school days, anyway. Right, eh? We'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, I woke up this morning. Smelling like lemons, salt on the back of my hands. Mouth was so dry, I couldn't even spit. My eyes felt like they were full of sand. I called Troy Jenkins to see if he survived. My head pounding like a stone. He started reeling off things I did last night. And I cried out over the phone. I did what? I smooched too. Oh, tell me the boss wasn't there. And I caused quite a scene when I stripped off my jeans and did a slide in my underwear. I did what? I mooned who? All this time I guess I crossed the line. With every hell to pay. But what can I say? I must have had a real good time. said to say, just come back any old time. And then he went down the list of the things I'd done. I listened in misery. I was thinking real hard about leaving town and changing my identity. I 
de Loire. À ce merge tu Just going on, never relieve myself, mate. If, if we're going to be perfectly honest, well, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to put that to you, but right. anyway. Well, we've got um, Mr. Kendall trying to call back in, so we'll uh, we'll try to get him back in. So we're going to merge. Take that. Hey Yogi, how you going, mate? We are live again. Uh, no, still, <laughs> still, <laughs> still. <laughs> So we, we're this trying to move be... on to the funny side of, of Saturday night, which is still Friday night. But oh dear, so I know you. I know you're a little bit behind over there with your daylight savings time, but it is Friday night and running into Saturday night. So, mm. yeah. so you've had a big day. We've been trying to get in contact with you all day, and you. Yeah, uh, yeah. The big, big, uh, big rigs around the big yellow, green, white things. What did I move today? Uh, I moved the swapper today, which was full on and uh, always interesting. A winner of swapper, like right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing right now. You having a whiskey? Well, I am. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm talking to you guys on the phone. Yeah. But at the same time, dudes, I've just noticed that our designer Sonia okay. has put the flat plan of the. February, January, February magazine in there for us to look at and oh, have a bit of a tick off on. Front door, man. And I'm sort of looking at the next issue of Trucking Life as we speak. Yeah. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. Dude, I want to know what I want to know is who approved the ad in there for Kendall Trucking and Co. Did that? Oh. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say. Just in a rough guess, that was probably one of the directors of the company. Yeah. Uh, who is it, mate? I've got no, well, there's an ad in here for Kendall Trucking and go. I never heard of those. Where are they? Wow, 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 wow. We can't, we can't pay out them clowns and say it's Kendall Trucking and, you know, clowns. Because like, there is Chris Kendall out of Swanborough and he's not a clown. So uh, Chris is pretty good there. He's Kendall Trucking, P-T-Y-L-T-D. All right. But and there is Kendall Trucking and Co. There was put, there was put, there was a little bit of space on the flat plan, and oh. I was chucking at him for Kendall what we, Trucking. What are we going to do with that? <laughs> hey, I did, you, uh, did you know both, both of those Yogi, so yourself and and Chris Kendall are both members of the National Road Freighters Association, right. and there as a treasurer, I've had to balance the the. Um, 
the books here at time to time. And in, in times gone by, you've both been entered in as Kendall Trucking. Yes, right, correct. So, yeah, so we... Yeah, so there's no... Yeah, so trying to work out who paid the bill because it's yeah. exactly the same company in, in our... But yeah. anyway, we fixed it up now, so we know you owe us money, yogis are paying up, man. Yeah, it'll probably be me not paying the bill. I get that. It's pretty good, but yeah, we get like I, I don't know. I mean, so Christian's a good mate, and I've well, become a good mate because we we don't we didn't actually know each other prior. We're not we're not family or we're not related in any way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, Chris, like I'll get a phone call. Oh, you dropped a load of beans out at Toowoomba. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> like you know, like you you've been out, they've been out at Toowoomba dropping some weed out at Toowoomba. No, uh, no, maybe. no, maybe, you know. So, and people, I, I see you bought a six five nine. It's got Kendall trucking. You're like, no, 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 no. So, so how do you yeah, go so. strapping like fifty four point seven ton of wheat onto that flat top? Yeah, pretty good. It's like carton sheep. You know, you, you get about twenty <laughs> of them. So yeah. <laughs> so, so like a, a rate the strap work sort of a scenario. Mm. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, so no, I went. I never in my wildest dreams thought when I'd registered Kendall Trucking that there would be a Kendall Trucking already registered. Who would have mm. thought that there was a two names the same as Kendall? Yeah, yeah, and and trucking like trucking isn't like Kendall Transport or Kendall Logistics or you know anything Kendall like that. Trucking. But yeah, so that's why we're Anco. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so we're Kendall Trucking and Co. And Chris is NTYLTD. So you sort your books mm. out, Craig. So right it's, it's funny, isn't it? Like, say, you know, we had a guest on tonight, Lex Forsyth, and um, yep. many, 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 many moons ago, we, uh, we operated under a, a cup, uh, well, it wasn't a company, it was a partnership called Forsyth Transport. And because of some work we did, we had to change to a proprietary limited company as Forsyth Transport, and lo and behold, someone else operated under Forsyth Transport. Mm. So mm. we had to change to, yeah, Forsyth Haulage just to be mm. a little bit different. But, yeah, so there, mm. there's Kendall's, there's Forsyth's, and I'll bet you my ass there's probably someone else, Mike, that has a last name called Williams. Yeah, there is. Wow, a good mate of mine only said to me the other day, oh, look, you know, I, I, had a go, I had a go at what Mike Williams said on Facebook, and I said, well, it wasn't our Mike Williams. <laughs> it, was, it was a Western Australian Mike Williams. Yeah, it wasn't me. And that's scary not, when there's actually not guilty, two worship. Mike Williams. Yeah. yeah. Mate, if you, Google, if you Google Mike Williams. I don't want to. <laughs> Don't, don't do it. <laughs> but um, there's a bloke who used to be, he's a TV producer. Mm-hmm. There's another fellow who's an author. There's, there's plenty of Mike Williamses about. You're, you're well, just describing sure. yourself. Yeah. You're just describing yourself. Right. No, no. Call, I'm, I'm, I've got a caller here. Do you want to, I'm going to take it. Uh, he's not, right, he's not online yet. So whoever's just rung in, you're not online yet. But we're going to take it. You've got to. You got music playing in the background. You probably need to turn that down. Yeah. So anyway, we've got a caller in, and um, we don't know who it is. 
but just trying to clean up his iron here. So anyway, mate, we you, you're not on on air yet, but you are right now. So here we got, mate, Bradley. Yes, Bradley. I was on the other night. How are we, fellas? Good, mate. Oh, righto. How are you, buddy? All right. I've had a couple of marlin cans on my own. The lovely wife's driving me home. So, yeah. Oh, no. Anything yeah, that happen now. So we've taken yeah, a cold right. call from you, Bradley. Um, what 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 do you need to tell us tonight? Oh, nothing. I just got to ring in the day, you know. All right, good boy. See you later. Good night, Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you, Bradley. Yeah, you two can bugger off me and Bradley. Want to have a chat here? So yeah, you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to finish out. Okay. Friday, Saturday. We'll just sit over here by the side, Michael. We'll just sit over here quietly, and we'll just you two have your bromance here. Right, off you go. Off you go, Bradley. Well, you haven't shut up the both of you, yet, so, you know, like you say, you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can do it. Righto, so right, we're going to be quiet now. So, Bradley and Yogi, you have your chat here. Right, what happened, what happened the other night, Bradley? You were talking about where we were, where we were and what you were doing, and I, I only caught a bit of it because I was, I was, I had technical dramas with my phone there the other night. So. <laughs> Oh, no, we were just having a bit of a chat, you know, about uh, driver etiquette and that, but, yeah. Mm. No, well, it's just, been, it has been lost. Yeah, it has been lost, the driver etiquette, and it's something that I definitely want to work on and going yeah. forward as truck and life. We we need to, to establish some kind of driver etiquette and, uh, and, and what you can and can't do. And it's just sort of basic sort of stuff. I mean... Loaded northbound, empty southbound, you know, whatever you're going to do, it's just sort of you, you understand where you are. And, and I don't think people uh, are being taught it, and I don't think people are understanding it. So, yeah, driver etiquette needs to come back. Mm. But yeah, we, that's right. Yeah, it's but, just like, like we said the other night, treating people how you want to be treated, you know. Mm. But that's it, when so, we talk about etiquette, it, it does come across everybody that's on the road. It's not just about... Where yeah. where truck drivers are or caravan drivers, it's it's a etiquette. Is it, it actually means about how we share the road together? Yeah, that's right. Mm. So, and we we still got single lane. Yeah, we we still got single lane bitumen over here, and you see, uh, it, it amazes me the amount of cars that come towards me and and just move off one one line like they they move one tire off, and I'm like, well, I'll do the same, but. You're going to get peppered here and rocks. Like, you're better off oh, getting right off. Anyway, like, I'll do it. I'm, I'm okay with it because that's the mm. etiquette that you're sort of showing. But oh, it just amazes I'm me. I'm a that. bit surprised. I'm a bit surprised over in that country that you even got bitumen, Yogi. Yeah, I know. So that's why we've only got single lane bitumen on some places. So we're, we're, we've, got to, we've just got to be lucky that we've got it and uh, and be happy that it's. Uh, well, uh, even, even a single lane smooth bit of road is better than your dual lane. Concrete uh, mountain tracks that you've got to go on—they're disgusting. I was just about to say that any any single way bitumen road is probably better than the Western Highway, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, better than the Western Highway for sure. I mean, the, yeah, the Western Highway is good for that section just near Ararat, and then the rest of it's terrible. Oh. Yeah, oh well, as long as you're in the right air lane, all right. <laughs> so, have you been uh, shopping for your new cardigan, Bradley, or not? Oh, you know, I'm getting a bit tired of that, Craig, because I reckon it's easy to drive up to you, isn't it? 
Well, it is now. It is now. It is now. The Adelaide Road has become the toughest road in Australia. Yeah. So if you're heading from from Adelaide to Melbourne, where's your favourite spot to stay or just pull over and have a feed? Probably the the best couple of spots is uh, Tail and Bend, uh, the Airpole and Airpole at Keith. Yep. Uh, yep. You can't beat the feed there. Liberty of Watertown's pretty good. Their showers are always pretty good. Mm. And then after that, you're sort of struggling if you go from Adelaide to Melbourne. On the way out, um, Rockbank and Berlin are always all right. Yeah, you can't you can't beat the feed of Tail and Bend, though. No. If you want to still have a decent sit-down meal that does, you make your own coffee and they bring you a couple of bits of bread with your, with your meal, it's Tail and Bend every day of the week there. You know? mm. Yeah, that's right, Chicken city is always awesome. You know, I don't know how they get chickens that big, but anyway, it must be part ostrich or something. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so where are you tonight, Brad? Oh, look, I've just dropped the truck, truck, the, the truck off at Narratort, and uh, I'll be at home, mate. So, right, yeah, I'm done until Sunday afternoon. Um, so, yeah, with the lovely wife, going to do some Christmas shopping. Um, I get the yeah, and off uh, you go again. Yeah, so, then we so go you'll, again, down to you'll be home for Christmas, mate, or what? Yeah, what yeah, is how's it looking for Christmas? Christmas? Yeah, oh, look, I, I sort of do the same sort of thing as Mike. I shift a bit of liquid around the place, but I try not to shift the really dangerous stuff that he does. Uh, yeah. So yeah, do you we, shift we, dangerous stuff? What, what, how's what's Christmas going to look like for me? Uh, like because it's on Sunday and at Christmas, it is so Monday is, is, is oh, Monday, is it? Yeah, oh, all oh, right. Oh, we got plenty of time to work <laughs> on next week. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you worry. Got one sleep, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm looking forward to that one sleep till Christmas. Well, we'll work back <laughs> off right. a little bit, it won't be too bad. Well, I'll, I'll end up with six days next week, but it won't actually be too bad. It'll be pretty cruisy sort of days, but. Yeah, well, what does Christmas and the end of the week do for the transport industry? Is it a bit of a pain, or is it flat out, or is it just no, no, you know, fair bump? Uh, we've gone pretty quiet. We're not shipping some of the uh, freight we did last year. Um, yeah. Um, oh, look, we're just going to do what we're going to do, you know. Um, we're, we're down a few drivers like everyone. We, we can't get enough drivers for the trucks we've got. Say most will be yeah. back off again on Boxing Day afternoon, but it, it yeah. seems as a nation we're struggling to find uh, staff to do anything. Mm, you know, you, that's you, true. you want to um, you want to go away for the Christmas holidays, and you want to book into a motel or do something, and they go, oh, you know, what one of one of the things me and um, me and Colette always look for when we when we travel is that you. you Stay at a motel that's got a, a restaurant, and it seems now that none of them can have a restaurant anymore because they don't can't find staff. 
They, they, they have a restaurant, but they can't oh, yeah. find a cook and they can't find people to serve meals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking um, of that, Craig, what are you doing? What are you doing over Christmas and New Year, Craig? Are you working? Or? Nope. nope. <laughs> no. We're sure. we're going to Brisbane. I think we've got an Airbnb in Brizzy for a couple of nights. I think we're heading up on the Saturday, which I've got my um, little wheelie cart here, which you both are well aware of. We'll drag her in when we when we travel, so we can still have live shows. So we'll have a live show from Brisbane on the Saturday night. Um, but no, no, we, our young bloke works in Brisbane. He he works for a retail firm up there, and he'll be working um, Christmas Eve, and I I think he'll be working Boxing Day as well. Um, so that's where he makes his money. But no, we'll be in Brisbane for a couple of days. They've got a pool uh, where we're staying, so it'll be a nice few days off for us. Um, I wish I could have like about 27 months off over mm-hmm. Christmas, but I don't think that's achievable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, we'll be we'll be back to work on whatever. But, you know, some of what I do can be um, work from home away or whatever. So, yeah, but we'll be on air the um, Saturday before Christmas in case anyone's going to miss us and... We will be then having a, a, a break for a week um, so we can all enjoy a bit of time with our families and, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right so, on. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. I've got a job for you. Anyway, we'll have a little discussion off here. Oh, right Oh, Cool. Yeah. Is that just yeah. a quick one to, to Perth and back or what? Well, no, it's not quite Perth. It's actually in home. So it's a little bit shorter. It's only two hours shorter. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. a whole lot difference then. Yeah. Well, well, it is. It makes us 14 hours from the border, not 16. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to look after you. Yeah, it's just, yeah, we'll go to it. Call it a drive. Oh, I don't care how you do it. Mm. It's, it's easy for her because she doesn't have a licence to drive truck. So I'm pretty sure under that she won't have any um, fatigue regimes to look after because you don't have a licence. Right you also got nothing to lose, Craig. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, everything to gain. Yeah. Only the best run yeah. west. Hashtag all the way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do it illegal. Hashtag. <laughs> Is that it? Or what? Uh, <laughs> no, so anyway. We'll be leave that alone, Craig. Yeah, we'll be having a nice little break over Christmas. Four days in Brizzy. Yeah. And um Yeah, if you if you're after a boxing day sale. Yeah, go to Harvey Norman at Carindale. Um, what um, young well, bloke will be there the working. So. What is the fascination with Boxing Day sales? Like, we, 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 like, it's a drive for us. If you're going to go to a Boxing Day sale, it's a drive. Mm. We've either got to drive three hours or two hours, and it's probably not going to happen. Mm. I don't see the need. I don't. Well... This what is, is where wrong we all become you different decided? people, eh? If you said to me, yeah. what is one of the best things you could do on Boxing Day? And the yeah. answer was, I want to line up at a, at a shopping centre. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know how I can say this without swearing. 
<laughs> but no, just <laughs> just not happening. We 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 have carded headers on Boxing Day. Mm, I've carded oh, yeah? on Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. No, yeah. So there's no Boxing Day sale when you're snapping a header on. I'll give mm. you the tip. She's not ideal when that's happening. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, you're sitting at home with your family on Christmas Day. You've had a big, big dinner and you've got on the piss that night. And and you're all, you know, a lot of cheer. And you go to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning and everyone says, let's get up and go to Big W so we can get a bargain on Boxing Day. Yeah. Seriously. I don't know who goes there, and I don't know why they would open the shop. Well, it, make, it makes about as much sense as packing up your camper trailer and packing all your shit on top of the camper trailer and a couple of bikes and then throwing the kids in the car mm. and then going for a 10-hour drive with the kids in the Oh, my God, I can't think of anything worse. And then setting up your tent three feet from someone else's tent Mm. And going, oh, the serenity. I mean, Jesus, really? Oh, <laughs> just go, just pack all your wow. shit in your four-wheel drive and go and sit in the traffic jam with everyone else. That's, but that's what we do on a you long know, weekend. And we, Why wouldn't we? Yeah. So that's where <laughs> we all need like? to watch, watch the castle and Bonnie Doon. Yeah. Like, find yourself the most remote location where no one else is and go there because that's – well, look, you lot have got a pretty bad over there, haven't you? Really? Well, yeah. you've got a you've yeah, got but... okay there, Yogi, because you can sit on your five acres there at Katanning, mm, which you're coming to. Yeah, and I'd yeah. I'd live there if you build me a new shed. Well, I can. Thanks. It's not hard. So I've got a couple acres down the back doing nothing. Yep. So to build me a new shed, but right. so you know, there's plenty of opportunity for people just to go and hide, but. Like for me, uh, a holiday is to sit back doing nothing. It's not trekking yeah. through the outback or doing anything. That, like that. That's the funny thing, fellas. I get asked, you know, yeah, I'm taking this holiday, right? But uh, I'm taking a couple of weeks off. The first thing I get asked is, "Oh, where are you going?" Well, I'm going home. Yeah, going home. Most truck drivers want to go home. If you boys could see what I'm looking at now, the sun's just going down. I'm looking at the truck. The roses are flowering. The dog's running around. It's a gentle southwester coming in. Perfect. I just want to live here. And funny enough, it's where I do live. But we get asked the same thing. Like, where, where are you going for holidays? That, that's where it's a bit hard on the, the missus at home as well, guys, because she's at home all the time. I get home. Mm. And what she wants to do is she wants to go away. Mm. Yeah, that is a bit of a that, balancing act, isn't that's it? Right. Yeah. Uh, I just oh, want to go no. to sit there and stare at him and say, how good am I, Lord? You know, yeah, and how good are we? <laughs> I think the best thing for her is probably to get a truck licence. No, yeah. she's been told send, that send her, <laughs> send, send her away for a bit. <laughs> well, there'll be, there'll be uh, a black he's, 900 he's, rolling through Narracourt. Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to jump in and go to Australia? <laughs> she's not really listening, but I just got given the uh, single finger salute. Truck is not an option, guys. Ah, yeah. Well, we only need the truck license for a couple of days, like over the Christian New Year period, and that's all. We just need a couple of days, and then you know, then you're fine. Yeah. 
by then we'd be divorced. Ah. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that. Don't do no, that. that, that I, I heard the missus commenting then. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, well, I sat beside Rose for three and a half years um, in, a, in a back cab K200 running Sydney, Perth, and uh, how I never got um, euthanized is beyond me. <laughs> hey, Michael. What? It's beyond us all. <laughs> Not, <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> I, that I'm was gonna, the if, if, with it. If anybody needs an OAM, is it OAM? Order, order Australia medal. It is Rose. An AO. If she sat, and, and this is simple as this, Michael, if she yeah. sat for one trip from Sydney yeah. to, to Perth with you, you deserve yeah. a medal. No, no, she, well, she 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 did it every week for three and a half years, mate. Well, so she oh, she should be the queen. You know. <laughs> what did what did your <laughs> missus say? What did she say then, mate? No, I think she was complaining about the pizza she's trying to eat. No. Oh, right, eh? Oh. oh, no, she's complaining about the lights that I put on the car. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, because uh, it's dark here, and I haven't quite finished the job. So I've got one of them to work, one of the spotlights. Mm. I, I, I ran out of um, plugs, and uh, where we live is a little bit like where Yo Yo lives. We're two hours from anywhere where you can buy anything worth anything, and she just got blinded <laughs> by upcoming traffic. Right, eh? That's the second time tonight someone put their lights on IV. Before she was passed. Uh, well, you should light it up. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, quite an well, interesting conversation there. Well, I yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I tried to give her one of the earbuds, but she, she doesn't want to come on the radio. Well, if she doesn't want to come on the radio, she's having a good crack at it, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's ever actually oh. listened. She's heard me talk about it, but she's never listened to the yeah, yeah. Uh, program. So. Oh, right. well, she's yeah. on air now. She does realise that yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, make, make no mistake, we're going to make this happen. We'll, we'll have a bit of a show in the new year for, mm. for plenty of uh, long-time so listeners. Is this the show, call. like the show that you have when you're not having a show? So you've got some Clayton's guests? <laughs> Yeah, Clayton Chase. Good Clayton Chase. We'll see what out how it plays out. You should get some of the girls on there just so they can share their thoughts on being married to interstate truck drivers and where they stand with it all. We're about to hear about it, I get the feeling. She's about to tell me. Yeah, we well we have tried. It has been an option, like and and it will be discussed. You know, it's it's one of those things. So yeah. Anyway, Brad all about it. We make no mistake. Make yeah. no mistake. Yeah, make no mistake. So, Brad, we're going to move on this evening. So, thanks yeah. for your call. Let you roll. Well, um, no worries, fellas. Yeah, don't be shy. Hey, call again. Guys. I'm, I'm going to go and have another beer. Right, well, what are you? I'll, I'll keep an eye out for you, Bradley. I'll be, I will be westbound over the next week or so. Yeah, right. I'll be around, mate. Just look for the big one right to start. Right, eh? We'll, we'll do, bud. Right, we'll guys. do. All good. Yeah, right, thanks. Bye bye. So, in the vein that we were talking about before, we were so rudely interrupted by Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I, I decided I'd Google Craig Forsyth. Head that. Ah, just to see, just to see, just to see what we got, right? And you would have found, yep, a very impressive chest, I would imagine. Well, Craig Forsyth is a Scottish footballer. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, uh, apparently does all right too. Mm. 30, Thirty-four ladies, years old. Well, I don't know. He paid well, for his, if, he, if he's playing soccer, probably not. No. He's uh, he's uh, he's he plays for Derby County Football Club. He's a, Unless he's you're defender. playing Gaelic football, and then you'll do all right because they're hard men. They are yeah. hard men. They're hard men. They're hard men. They, hard men. they say a, you should Google a, yourself occasionally. There's a so tell me more broker. about myself, Michael. You're a mortgage broker mm-hmm. in uh, in in a place called Atwell. Yep. Um, well, there's a, there. yep. we've, got a, we've got an official player profile. Mm. You're a uh, senior program delivery leader in the Greater Melbourne area. Right. An yeah, agile a, practitioner. That was a while back, but anyway, yep. With, uh, with deep, <laughs> driving deeply successful technology transformation programs. Mm. Did you say that? I, 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 read a, no? I, read, I read a bio on you, Craig, and none of these come up this week. Mm. Um, you, you, you're, you're, you're sort of a family-run business building company. Mm. Uh, yeah. Wow. So you can build your own shed out here. You can build your own damn shed. Yeah, yeah and he can finance his own damn shed. He can build it that's himself. Right. Yeah. That's right. So you're, you're the head of the head of the Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry. Well, it sounds like and with it, all of that in my soccer career, that's right. I probably should have enough money to do all that, Yogi. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's amazing when you Google yourself and you find absolutely. I know. I know. I know. What does a really, really busy person do? Find something busy to do on the weekend. Play soccer. Yeah. Well, and I've got to tell you, I've done. I've played soccer on the weekends. I think. No. I've, I've got to. I've got to tell you, mate. Um, Fifty-five point five million search results. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And you're not in the first thousand. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so, unless you're, are you on, are you on Craig, are you Craig Forsyth 28 on Instagram? <laughs> I'm not even on Instagram, I don't think. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, well, I'll be, well, I'll be sending this up. You're not watching it. To where? Uh, you're not even watching it. Craig Forsyth, Craig, Craig Forsyth, buddy, whatever the, it is. I think that, I think our company might have a thing on Instagram, oh. but. Yeah, it's amazing, more, isn't more. it? Like, but anyway, so to anyone that's not aware, there, my, my name is Craig. Um, yeah. My last is name it? is Forsyth. Um, yeah. I'm not related to Lex Forsyth, no. who was on the show tonight. But anyway, if you want to Google, look me up. Anyway, I'm not a soccer star. No. <laughs> I'm not a yeah. finance broker mm-hmm. from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So maybe at the end of the search, if you're really that interested, just put Australia. Yeah. And oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, we so me and Mike are both worldwide known, see, so we I don't, don't do that. But, well, I, I do come up on the fir- I do come up on the first page of the buddy uh, <laughs> of the for Mike Williams. Well, I'm not going to say anything about that, right? Yeah. But what did you, what did you search for? Like, look at this idiot. No, I, <laughs> I should have. Anyway, um, I've been murdered. Apparently, I've been murdered. How many times? Uh, 
I think only once. Oh, well, that's... That, oh, that's, really? That's, like, yeah, only once. So that's your claim to fame. You've been murdered <laughs> once. Um, well, yeah, I, mean, and, I mean, how many times do you get murdered? Well, that's right. Usually only once. <laughs> Look, you're only going to get it once, you know, if, really, if boys. If in social media, you could probably three or four times... <laughs> I've oh, been murdered on social media. Murdered daily on social media. I'm a wide receiver for the Chargers in the States. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I'm pretty bloody good, too. Damn, yeah, you, right, you, you have been right. to us before. <laughs> That's right. We have been, you're Googling yourself. He's, he's run, he's run, this, this Mike Williams is pretty bloody good. He's run, he's run 4,806 yards and he's had 309 receptions for the season. Hmm. No, no yeah. that, that's not too shabby, I don't think. I don't know much about no, American football, but it sounds good. Well, you do, you do have an S on your name. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh. And there's, uh, Mike Williams Country Clothing in Toowoomba. Yeah, now see what you but now are we running with Michael? Or we running with Mike or do we run him with Mick? Like, you know, uh, like, you run a few aliases here. No, Mike. Okay. I've always been Mike. Even though I mean my proper name's Michael, but only when I'm in trouble with, with mum it was always Michael Wesley Williams. And you knew you were dead meat at that point. <laughs> yeah, see my um, real name's Gary. Oh right. Eh? But I just run as Craig. Right, eh? Yeah. Um, it's like the Jim Jeffries name is Glenn. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. If, if anyone's actually concerned, my real name actually is Glenn with two N's. If so, but, and, <laughs> and, and your brother's name's <laughs> Scott with two T's, I've been told. That is correct. Yes. So, <laughs> what are you saying, with Glenn N's. with two N's? Yeah. Your real name is not Yogi? No, no. I know, I know people, people, it has come up in conversation. Sorry, I don't, I'm going to have to switch the whole show off here now. I don't, I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're not actually I'm not a, yogi. Yeah, no. you know, there's no, well, it's but look, you, you love to trick people and say that my parents loved Anna Barbera in 70 and they called me yogi, but it only goes for that long. They can't really. So I just you know. Googled, I just Googled Glenn Kendall. <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing. No, no. Actually, dude, you eight point three million results. Oh yeah, right. Eh? Okay, not quite, not too too bad. Yeah. No, eight point three million uh, results, and you are mate, um, the very first one. Oh uh, yeah, right. Eh? Right. Eh? Just, uh, so in there, they've got balls. they've got image lines there. There's a beautiful picture of you with PJ. Oh, I, um, I don't take a bad picture when I'm standing next to the truck. Um, there's a picture of a front cover of our first truck and life magazine in the same in the same search. Oh, are you boys aware of truck and life? But you want to know what the next line is after that? Oh, you're gonna you're, you're gonna crack TV star cracks it. No, no, no! You are gonna <laughs> absolutely crack up. Uh, yeah. The next line. What happened yeah. to Turbo on that back truck? No. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even joking when I say that to you. That is, like, that is, the, people who are, people also ask, right? So I've got search Glenn Kendall, and Glenn Yogi Kendall, and there's, you know, all that, and then there's all the images, so you can look at the images if you want to. And then people also ask, 
what happened to Turbo on our backyard. Well, I, I, I actually ran into Turbo the other night. He was trucking. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. In Berrisfield, of all things. No. Of all things. What was he doing? Well, I didn't. Yeah. Mm. And when I say the other night, it was Casino Truck Show. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he was out trucking. So there you go. Yeah. If anyone wants to know what happened to Turbo, he's out trucking. Mm. So apparently at one point you won a Scania driving competition, mate. At, at this point in time, I am Scania truck driver of the year. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. I Scania truck. I, I, that, I, I. Do you what? Really cherish that award that I won. I, I, that was hard work to win that. So I'm, I'm really proud of that. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that, that one there. So we, you, you, we, I, I entered myself uh, in it in the award, and you, you answered a series of questions, and then you were picked from twenty people around Australia. Yeah, so you got through the questions right. You got through, so you had a, a series of things like interviews on the phone, answered all the questions, and then, um, and then you got through. Then we all got flown to Melbourne through Scania, and then, uh, then we all did a driver test. Uh, and then did a theory, and uh, yeah, and the, the driver test. So, if anyone that's driven a, a Scania in recently, you would understand that the truck will give you a test, a, a result of how you drive. Yeah. So we took it out on the road, left sand down raceway, took it out on the road, done what we needed to do, drove around, come back. Oh mate, said press that button, press that button. What'd you get? I said, oh, there's 97 or 96 or something like that. Is it? No drums. That's your score. So yeah, cool. All right, mate. Catch you. See you next time. So we had to back a B-double into a bay and uh, run, a, run the left-hand steer tyre up on a bit of wood, then back over that bit of wood. Um, had to put a plum. We had to put the Scania badge dead centre of a target, like a plum bolt sort of setup. All right. That was it. Was really, really full on, and I and I won it. Did you? Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually really proud of that one. Yes. Yeah. So that that was a little article in Truck and Bus. Mm. Yeah, what happened to Truck and Bus? I don't know. I was only thinking about Truck and Bus the other day. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe Truck and I bought it out. I don't know. We can only hope so. Mm. We can only hope. Apparently you got lost in Katanning once, mate. Oh, well, that would have been Friday night last week. Lost <laughs> 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 I'm not very good in Katanning. The only good thing about Catanning is they all run on blocks and all the streets start with A and B and C. Right. <laughs> all right. Right, eh? What street do you live on? Uh, well, we don't. Well, we know, so that's wrong. I don't live on a street. I live on a road. So, you know, oh, anyway. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, so, yeah. I will. I'll go and sit at the back <laughs> but, of the there's, me Well, pipe. there's Aberdeen, yep. Aberdeen Street and... and, and Claude Street and I don't know, it's probably other A Street. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say happy, but that's per. Yeah. Well, so guys, we, really, we've yeah. come to the end of the night. We're <laughs> 10 o'clock, we've got the news about ready to go. We must but, yeah. take it. Well, I'm starting to have fun now, bud. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well, maybe well, you yeah. should have tried that at like 7 o'clock, Michael. Please <laughs> <laughs> like do you, do you want to go for another hour? No, not really. You sure? I'm hungry. Yeah. We can. Yogi's, Yogi's hungry. Yeah, but anyway. Hopefully food inside. Right, I, 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 I I've got pork belly to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
So we'll call it night yeah. tonight. So we've had some good fun here tonight. Yeah, babe. Thank you all, I guess, for come on. Lex was good. Rod was good. Yeah. Yep. And uh, once again, thanks to Queensland Rail for sponsoring the show. Know your truck and height. Know my truck and height. And yes, as always, indeed. Colette says, size does matter. Indeed it does. Mm. So, There's another great photo yeah. here of Yogi Kendall wearing a bloody salter hat too. I don't know how that come to happen. Well, me and me and Andrew were just like that there. And, and you and your mate Trev, one of the top three oh, in the world. Pretty good. We need, to get, we need to get Trev on on um, next uh, day. Yeah, well, he's been working yeah. hard. He's been we, do, we do need to get Trev back. And uh, hey, uh, hey, just quickly before we do go to the news and, and at the end of it, uh, I got told today that I should shut up about your flames. It's okay to paint them out. Ha <laughs> good one. That's starting uh-huh. to reach the wider community. I, I, I got told that on the UHF mm. today when I was driving out of Ingleburn to go home. Hey, you, you copy there, uh, uh, Michael, in the Western Star. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, mate, got you go. And he said, stop picking on Kendall about his flames, all right? Let him take the bastard down. <laughs> and I said, no. Fabulous. And we're just trying to Fabulous. say, on a general level, shut up, Michael. And, and someone's actually got something specific. To <laughs> yeah, shut up. I know. Let's go up about. That's fabulous. That's made my day. Thank you, wherever you are. Is it? I know. All right, then. Well, we're going to go, right. I suppose. Thanks very much for joining us. And uh, we will catch you again next Wednesday night. And, Craig, how does it go? If you can't be good, be. Oh, I can't say it, Michael. We're going to turn this around. Michael, if you can't be good. Yes. Be spectacular. All right, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to you on Wednesday night. Right, Thank you. Right. Yeah. See ya.